Hello and welcome to Running Inside Out Podcast, where we talk about the races we ran in, the races we're not in, and getting outside to see what's going on inside the Rochester running scene. In this episode, we talk with Matt Bertrand, and we talk, and we talk, and we talk about all things life, running, wives, happiness, sadness, type 1, type 2, type 3 fun, the trail community, running addictions, uh, and even <laughs> oh, even um, a little bit about cross training, strength training, things, things involving sweating that are not running. I mean, Matt and I covered the gamut here, folks. Um, this guy, this guy can cover any topic you need him to cover. His, his conversation is engaging. His witticisms are infectious. His facial mannerisms and smiles will leave you breathless. Um, this is, this was truly, uh, a fabulous, uh, session to record with Matt and, um, we make no apologies for the length or the duration or the um, content of this here episode. You want to know what really goes through the mind of an ultra runner? Well, this this is it right here. Um, so hold on to your seats. Have a good time. And uh, with that, let's get into the trails, training, food, friends, and yes, even feelings of Rochester runners. So, um, I feel like we have about four hours of podcasting that we could do. Um, Honestly, we probably could. So, one of the things I think, yeah, we'll definitely talk about Twisted Branch. Mm. But I think one of the things that is intriguing uh, to me is this run streak of yours that you ended recently i think a lot of people want to know about that yeah i think that that's not only a a big deal but it's a very interesting uh deal it's it's um interesting in the fact that it was uh, at least for me you started it um with full intentions of going like i'm gonna run every day because that's how i'm gonna like that's how I'm going to keep running. Yeah, right? absolutely. And now you're not running every day. <laughs> and so it's interesting to see where your perspective is there. Um, so there's that. And then, of course, there's Twisted Branch. And then, of course, there's your um, obsession with devices. And yeah. so I think all three of those things we could cover. But I'm interested in what you'd like to talk about as well. Yeah, I think those those are kind of the topics that, that come to mind when... Uh... You know, I think about what people be interested in the gadget thing. Like, I mean, it's it's become a running joke, but it's uh, I, I don't know if people are actually interested in it, and other than just like the novelty of like, how does this guy, like, what does he do? Um, and uh, I, I'm more than happy to talk about that. But I, I think the running streak's interesting, and actually, I'm in a really weird place right now, being injured and ending the running streak all at once. It's this like. I I got 
I don't know what I, I got off the couch this morning after drinking some coffee and like walked to the bathroom really quickly. And I was like, I felt like the slightest bit of windness. Like, like I was like, I briskly walked and I was like, Oh, I'm kind of tired for like, you know, just like the, the pang of tiredness. And I was like, Oh, I wonder if I could run right now. I have not run in two weeks. And, uh, you know, before that it was almost 600 days. And so now I'm in this situation of, I really shouldn't run. I want to go. Like, I, I thought so many times I saw uh, Josh Stratton was talking about going for 18-miler today, and I was like, oh. Well, he started with talking about, like, I got to get my ass up off the couch and go run. Yeah. And then he goes and runs 18. So, I mean, and the the strange thing is, so you have that going on. And before the, the before Twisted Branch, so Twisted Branch, yeah, runs 65 miles almost. Um, but before that, for like the two and a half to three weeks before that, even maybe four weeks, I don't even know how long I was injured for up into the race, I was only running like tiny little bursts. And even the big days when uh, when a bunch of us went down to Burning River, I got, you know, 25 miles in or something like that during the race, either pacing or just running around doing stuff. But it was all in small chunks. Though I mean, the biggest chunk was pacing Davin the last 10 miles, and that, you know, 10 miles. Mm-hmm. So... I don't think beside Twisted Branch in the last eight weeks, I've gotten to run longer than, like, five miles. Like, it's really, really weird situation to be in, and I'm, I'm worried I'm losing fitness, so... But uh, it's all something I gotta, I gotta wrap my head around, and it's really hard with last weekend getting married, so I... That was thoroughly distracting. Um, so, um... So, okay, yeah, that... To me, that's, um... You're at a place where you're like, am I going back? Yeah. No. Okay. Oh, absolutely. So, so what was that? What What are you, like, afraid to go back to? <laughs> well, I mean, I, I don't think I could slide all the way back to my my uh, pre-2012 uh, self, which was, like, 270 pounds, you know, couldn't walk for more than 15, 20 minutes without li- literally being sore the next day. Um, I'm not worried about that, but I am worried, you know, I just got done running a 65 mile race, so I I don't want to give up being that, uh, give up that shape. Um, but I'm pretty sure I've already lost at least a significant amount of that fitness. Um, you know, I barely held on for Twisted Branch in order to to finish, granted I was injured, but just fitness. Finished faster than I did. By approximately (laughs) 30 seconds. Uh, yeah. Um. I think it was fifteen. It was fifteen. Uh, something like that. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, literally, we we kept. I kept looking for your headlamp, and then when on those switchbacks, I finally saw you. I was like, "Oh, he's right there." He's right. I'm there. like, because I was telling Jason the whole time. I'm like, man, if he comes up when we were like a mile or two out, I'm like, if he comes up right behind me right now and still has any gas, I'm done. I cannot. I could not hang. Like, if you had run any section in front, if you had run in front of me, I would not have had any gas on that descent. Um, now, once we crossed the road, I would have all out sprint. Like, I was, like, I was gone. As soon as I saw Eric, I was like, holy crap, the finish line is there. But prior to that, I, I had nothing. Yeah, the flats were, the flats were okay. I could, I could do those relatively well. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so anyways, so, you, you're afraid that you're losing your, your fitness a little bit. Yeah. Um, but, but all the way back to the beginning, the thing that started this run streak you um you had no energy you had no motivation you had nothing 
Yeah. In, in terms of fitness. Yeah. So so actually, the run streak started. When did it start? It started like a New 20, Year's Day or something. New Year's right? Day, twenty fourteen. So actually, the run streak started um, like a year and a half after, or maybe a little over a year after I started running. So I started running in the fall of, or summer of 2012. Oh, okay. So you didn't like go, oh my God, I can't get off the couch. And now for, henceforth, every single day I will run a mile. No, I, so, so this is the intriguing thing. Um, I did not, I lost a hundred pounds in about four months, three and a half, four months. I did not run uh, maybe like the last week, but I did not run the entire time. Like the way I lost weight was eating better, tracking everything I ate and walking. Um, and actually, probably what started my fitness gadget obsession was I got a Fitbit in March of 2012 and started tracking my steps, you know, and watched, you know, hit at least 10,000 steps every day and it had flights of stairs. And I got to the point where I was hitting 20,000 steps every weekend day and trying to walk for two, three hours a day and all sorts of stuff. So that, that's what got me to the point where I was in shape enough to start running. So then I started running, you know, I, I, I trained, I, uh, did like a no boundaries 10 K program. Um, even though I could almost run a 10 K when I started it. So that was kind of a, a strange place to be in and then built up to a half marathon and like a month later ran a marathon. And then in the fall of 2013 ran, um, Virgil Crest 50 K and it wasn't until January 1st, 2014 until I hit start, decided to do the streak, uh, so you had run a 50, so you weren't running this streak to make sure you kept running. Well, I was, because after the 50K, I, um, I, I sort of, I don't know if let myself go would be the right term, but I, I stopped running as much. I was only running once or twice a week and, uh, you know, had my mileage down to like 15 miles a week, I did, 10 I did, miles a I week. I did eight this week. Yeah. <laughs> I got the big old... Big old goose egg for the last two weeks now, but yeah. but yeah. So I, I I was getting to the point where I was being. I, I didn't count on myself to be able to keep running every you know three four times a week, and with especially with the winter. I mean the winters just suck in general here. Um, and a friend of mine the year before who started in uh, January first, twenty thirteen. My friend Brittany Broderick. She she had done a running streak, and I'd seen her post like every day about. A running streak, and it was just something that always intrigued me. Like, could this be something I could actually do? Um, and so I was like, you know, I'm just going to start this, see if I can do it for a year. I don't even know. Um, I didn't really research the health benefits or uh, detractors at all, really. Um, I actually did started doing that a lot more this year when I started getting a, a bunch of injuries and really was starting to question the streak in general. Like, did it make sense? Did I still need that motivation? Um, which, you know, at the time I had no idea. Um, mm-hmm. Now it's, it, you know, I if I weren't injured, I, I, I don't know. I I miss running every day. Mm-hmm. I miss it a lot. I miss running in general because the only thing I've done in the last two weeks was Twisted Branch, which was a heck of a lot of running, but it's not the same as, you know, doing a Wednesday night run with, with Medved or, you know, going to a Thursday night Trails Rock trail run. I, you know, right now I can't do any of that. And that's, that, for me, like, I do, I've always said, like, I need to have something on a schedule. Mm-hmm. Because life will take over. Absolutely. Right? And if life takes over, then I'm not running anymore. Um, and so, having something that happens every day 
right? And then you're like, oh, well, I'm running. I got to run every day because I, I have to get out there. Yeah. And so for me, I've always had to have a race out on the, on the calendar. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't right now, and I haven't run. I oh, had, yeah, you're not I, doing water gap like that? Nope. Yeah. And, and I don't think you have a race on the calendar. No. And so now you're like, I'm not running. Yeah. And so I've, I've always wondered, like, is it, is it that same thing? If I don't have a race on the calendar, is it, is it that, um, you know, a lot of people say, like, running is a lifestyle. Absolutely. Right? But if I don't put a race on the calendar, running's not my lifestyle, that feels weird. It right? does, yeah. Like, so I want to get out there and run today, but, but why? Absolutely. Because I have to? Like, so for me, I put something on the calendar and I go, I need to run because if I don't, race X is going to be that much harder. Well, is that the same as I need to run because I want to run because it's my lifestyle? And so how do you ran every day because, quote, you had to. Yeah. But because now you're finding, like, it's sort of your lifestyle. Like, what? I mean, frick. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, there's t- so many things going on right now. Like, it, so, again, to, it, it's a strange thing. Got married last weekend, mm-hmm. and, no, was it? Two weeks ago now? I can't even think about it. It's, uh, yes, last weekend. Oh, wow, it is last weekend. Okay. Um, so, like, the first week out of... So, my advice to you is put this in your calendar. Well, I know the day. I know that it's the 6th. I just... I, uh, today and today is the 13th. Therefore, it was one week ago. Actually, uh, yeah, our nuptials were approximately one week and four hours ago. Um, it, was, it was... Okay, so one thing that's really strange is, you know, the first week I'm married... The first week, second week, I'm not running. The first week after any huge, huge race, you're probably not running too much. I mean, I did, with the running streak, I at least do one mile, but I was doing one mile days. You know, and running for 10, 12 minutes a day, is, is, I would barely consider, it's not, there's no social aspect to it. I go run around the block. Um, but this past week, because I, I didn't have, um, I didn't have any group runs I've been to in a while. I like, Tuesday night, I went out for a buddy's birthday, um, went out for a drink. I you know I don't go out that much. Most of my nights are either spent running, or hanging out with family. And since I'm not running right now, I want I don't have that normal social running thing going on. So then Wednesday night I went out to Medved, but I didn't run. So I just like hung out before the run, like that guy not in running clothes, and then talked with Mort for a while, and then like hung out afterwards a little bit. And then on Friday night I met uh, Mike Walden out for a drink, and so like I had to I have to do other things to have social things going on. Yep. Which is which I is which is a very strange strange concept to me, um, at least in the in the context of, of having the running streak going on. Yep. But so that that social aspect is going on. That's really strange um, to not be running and not be seeing people and not having like two, three, four hours just to chat with people, catch up, hang out. Mm-hmm. Um, and the. The fitness the, aspect is also huge. Well, the interesting part, like what what you sort of just said, is now you have this social circle of people that run. Oh yeah. What happens when you're not running? <laughs> like it, it sucks. It's strange. It's really you know when we had the like we started tapering and we're like, uh, 
we'd get one run in in like a week, and we're like, I haven't seen you in a while. Yeah. We're like, what? What have you been up to? Do Do you Do you still like me? Yeah. What's going on? Right. <laughs> like, I, I mean, there's times throughout the the training season where I'd see like Laura or you or or, or mm-hmm. Weldon like five days in a week, and you know you spend you know, spend so many hours with with mm-hmm. uh, your colleague, you know, running teammates, if you will, because, you know, team mm-hmm. welding um, is a thing. Is a thing. It is it's real. It is a real thing. Um, so it's, it's really a strange place to be in. Um, so, yeah, so I have to, it sounds weird saying it like this, but I have to resort to normal social conventions of, like, meeting a friend out for a drink or... Uh, so strange. Or having a friend over to do a podcast. Yeah, I mean, it's so right? strange. But um, one of the things that you did do the mile whether you were doing it with people or not. Mm-hmm. And so the day after you did 51 miles in 95-degree heat at Mind the Ducks, you dragged your ass out and you did a mile. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there was a there's right before... So, yeah, I did that. I mean, there, there's <laughs> now, so many now days. Now, that's not fun. No. There was nothing fun about that. There was no social aspect. There were no health benefits to that. No, actually, it was probably detrimental. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know what? Actually, I will say, though. Uh, the recovery route? Well, no, it, it, there was some aspect to running at a day after race that despite it not being like, it wasn't building up any muscle, uh-huh. it did loosen things up a bit. Yeah. And sometimes it'd actually feel better doing that, like, immediately afterwards. Granted, long term, there's probably no health benefits. Well, I, I get you, though, like, loosening things up and all that, and... People will say, well, it flushes out lactic acid and all that. But you did 51 miles in 95-degree heat. Maybe you should sit on the couch and drink a glass of water. I, I but you did, that, you did that for 600 days. Yeah. And then um, you had to stop. Yeah. And literally the week before I stopped, there was one night where Megan had to work. Um, she had to work, I want to say she had to work 7.30 to 11.30 or something like that. Maybe, whatever it was. And... Um, just based off of timing, I get, I got home from work late. There was no time for me to run. So, and I hadn't run in the morning and I was like, well, I have Aiden now and it's like eight o'clock at night. It's dark out almost by this point. And Aiden will once in a while come on a mile run with me, but it's usually earlier in the night and he has lots of energy and it's like, you know, it's getting close to his bedtime. And I'm like, well, I can't drag him out for a run now. Like it's dark out. Like I'd have to give him a headlamp and he'd be like, why are we doing this? It's like dangerous. So I was like, what do I do? And so I went down into the basement um, after he went to sleep. I ran around in circles in my basement for 12 (laughs) minutes to guarantee that I got a mile in. Um, Yeah, I mean, so I would go to extreme measures to make sure that this happened. And then, like, three days later, it was like, or a week later, it was like, yep, now I'm done. So, okay, so are there any other... um are there any other strange miles in your 596 days? Oh, there was there was one day, uh, and the, this was not that long ago. Um, one of those terrifying moments where, I, for some reason, I I normally as soon as I get home from work, I go run my miles just so it's out of the way, or I run it before work so it's done. Running before work is really weird because most days I don't do that, and so I get home from work and I have this panic moment where like where we're getting ready to go to bed. I'm like, did I run? Um, but the one night I. Didn't run before work. Didn't run immediately after work. We had to do something. We go through the entire night, uh, eat dinner, put Aiden to bed, 
I go lay down in bed. We we literally like lay down in bed. I like shut my light off, and I'm like laying there, you know, thinking about the day, and I'm like, holy, <laughs> it's it's uh, ten forty five or eleven o'clock at night, and I'm like, I didn't run a mile. And Megan's like, really? And I'm like, yeah. She's like, all right. So I like get up, go put on a reflective vest. And this is summer, so it's not like it's cold, but like headlamp. Is that all you ran in? Was a reflective vest? <laughs> um, well. Uh, for my neighbor's sake, uh, no. Um, but yeah, no, I put on, I put on some running shorts and a little, little singlet and, uh, went and run the mile. Uh, that was weird. I mean, there's all sorts of weird miles. The one day I decided randomly to, when I was living in Cornhill, I was like, feeling good that day. And I was like, I wonder how fast, I wonder if I can set a PR for a mile. And I went out and ran like a 608 mile, which, is, well, for a lot of people is not that fast. But for me, that's, that's decently fast. In the middle of training, not resting up to it, not training for it, you know, doing nothing other than like walked out my door and was like, you know, I think I'm gonna do. Uh, I think I'm gonna do. Do it faster. Do it faster. Yeah. Mile so, at the end of the traverse was probably one of the strangest miles I've ever done. Um, I felt like I was running like seven minute miles. Later, looked at the GPS data and said I was running fourteen thirties. Um, yeah. Well. 18 hours of hiking will do that for you. Yeah. You did the one at Cayuga Trails. Oh, yeah. Uh, I believe at the end of that you said that was the worst mile you had ever done. Yes. But I think that was because, at least in my view, like you weren't in the mindset. Oh, for, not at all. You know, like, I, we had just, the day before, run the um, Ontario Summit Trail Marathon, and I was there crewing for Laura. It was kind of cold and rainy, if I remember, maybe, or at least... It was, yeah, and it was, we were up all night, we were up early morning. Oh yeah, we were up um, super early. At least I had a couple beers by that point in time. I don't think I and had I don't any think beers. you did, no. You were busy doing the shuttling from aid, oh, yeah. from aid station yeah. to aid station. Yeah, I made you sick on the... the uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I couldn't have run a mile after you were driving. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, so... So all of that was like an adventure, and then it stopped. Yeah. And it stopped for Twisted Branch, but it stopped. It did stop. It stopped. I got to a point where with my knee injury, um, even with switching over to... I was stretched. So the problem was, there's two things going on. I was injured. And so then I was finding alternative ways to accomplish a quote-unquote mile. So I'd go pool run for 45 minutes. So it's pool running, uh, for those who are not familiar, is literally doing the motion of running inside of a pool with little floaty things on. And you're not running on the bottom of the pool. like that's, no. So that's, a lot of people were like, oh, you're running on the bottom of a pool, so you need to be... No, you're just running sort of in place uh, with little floaty things you're on not, and a waist You're not belt. running around the pool. No, 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 no. You're not making like a whirlpool. No, exactly. You're like, like, no. When you're like nine years old, you run no. around the perimeter of the pool and make a whirlpool. Nope. Uh, that would be... More signif- fun. That would be significantly more fun. Oh, God, I had some... <sighs> pool running was uh, a... Te- like that, and that's the other thing. Like I, I think about all these things I did to continue the streak. I mean, granted, th- those weren't just to continue the streak. Those were in preparation for Twisted Branch. Keeping my fitness, doing a two and a half hour, I, I can't remember if I did two and a yeah, half or three do, hours. You didn't do two and a half to keep your mile. No, I did it for Twisted Branch. But still, I, you know, there were lots of other things that I did to keep my streak. And and I was and as I was getting closer and closer to the race, I my knee was not getting better. And um, 
I got to a point, like, I was, like, 10 days out from the race, and I'm like, you know what? I, I have to... I have to make a decision. What is more important to me right now? Is it keeping this running streak going or being able to complete Twisted Branch? Um, I knew no matter what I did, it was going to be a struggle. I, I, I was having pretty bad knee pain almost instantaneously into any run. So I knew that was going to be a struggle, but I, I knew if I kept running every day, it was going to be even more of a struggle. And it might actually sacrifice my... my ability to be able to complete the race yeah and so i made the choice i've been you know there have been a lot of times over the, like the last six to eight months where i was considering giving up the streak i'm like hey is this you know there's something to be said for active recovery and you know mile really easy mile is not that hard but it's still never giving myself a true actual rest yeah you never had a rest day yeah and i'd see you guys you guys would have like a couple like a rest day or two and you come back and you just kick my ass on some runs. And I was like, it, it, is that me just not putting in enough work? Or is that me, you know, had I given myself a rest day or two, would I also be able to do this workout the same? I don't know. I mean, who knows? You, you can never actually trace it back to what, you know, yeah, what's I mean, the bigger factor. There, for me, but. one of the first things when I, when I decided to do Twisted Branch... Like, and when I decided to do the marathon training even, I was like, how many days a week can I do this? I've heard five days. I've heard six days. I've heard, you know, and I was like, you know what? I can do four days. And mm-hmm. I was like, I, I, need a, I need a day in between. Mm-hmm. For life, for yep. resting, I'll do Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday. And I was just like, that's what I'm going to do. And occasionally, like, I had dirt cheaps were Wednesdays. Well, you know what? When that fifth day crept in, like, Fridays were a shark show. Yeah. Like, I'd I'd have Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday running. And then, like, sometimes on Thursday, I was like, oh, crap. I didn't wash clothes X from that rainy, muddy day. Um, Oh, I left my shoes here. And, like, three straight days of running was a problem for me. Like, some days. And, yeah. And if accidentally I happened to run four straight days, like, life was in a tizzy. So, how did, like, did you have a system? Did you have, like, a, did you always have, like, an outfit by the door in case you needed to do, like, the Superman change or something? I mean, so, with the one-mile days, if it weren't, if it wasn't really hot or wasn't, like, winter, if it were just, like, 70, 75 degrees out, I could go run a mile. I wouldn't really sweat. I mean, like, yeah. I, yeah, I mean, I mean uh, the the most minor, I guess, compared to everything else I do, it was like nothing. Yeah, you know, it's no, fifteen minutes. I mean, you're yeah, at, fi- the most, at the most, like, like start, like literally putting on my clothes to the time I got back to my door. It was yeah. like fifteen minutes. Yeah. That, so sometimes I would take that outfit and I would just like put it off to the side and I'd wear it for all my right. one mile days for the week. Right. Um, or I do like one mile day in it and the next day I do like a six mile run. And I was like, all right, now those shorts are killed or that shirt's killed or whatever. But I would, I would typically for one mile days use it multiple times. But I mean, I had a pretty good rhythm of like, I'd get home from work and you know, even with the family, everyone just sort of knew. I mean, Aiden even knew like I run every day. So yeah. it was just, it was there was something really simple and nice about yeah. knowing that every day I had to run. Mm-hmm. And, just, and it's a routine. It's a routine that yeah. just happened. And for me, like, my my kids 
in my family, they know that I'm running. But um, there's also days where that means that I'm not running. You know, mm -hmm. I, I made Monday, Wednesday, Friday are days off unless mm -hmm. something weird happens. Yeah. And so it was also a, a, like a mental break. Yeah. But for you, it sounds like it was better to have it the other way. Like, yeah. I, I, you know, if it weren't for the physical aspect of it, and, and you know what, I, I don't know what's going to happen in the future. Maybe I'll, once I get healthy again, I will start streaking again. But I don't know. I, I, there was something really nice about that just knowing. Mm -hmm. And I think in the winter, it helped me train throughout the winter because yeah. I knew, like, if, say, one day it was awful weather out, and I was like, you know what? I really don't want to do my workout tonight. But I know I have to run at least a mile. And I'm going to... In the winter, it was the worst because you it take as long or longer to get dressed than it would to actually run, to the, run mile. the mile. So I, w I was like, well, I'm getting dressed. I I know that's going to happen because I need to go run this mile. Why don't I just try the workout? And and that was that is like the epitome of why I one of the reasons why I did the streak. Like it's getting me out. I know it's going to get me out the door and try it see if I can get a workout in. And that, I mean, there, I mean, we were talking a lot about, like, the psychological stuff and the motivations and the, you know, like, oh, the, it wouldn't be bad, but there had to be something, when you started it, <clears throat> there had to be something that built the momentum. Mm -hmm. You, at some point, did you say, like, this is working, like, I'm getting what I thought I would get out of it? Um, yeah, to a certain degree. So, I in the beginning, it was getting me out the door. And it was really neat to, like, look at, like, Strava or Garmin Connect or whatever, you know, whatever, what have you. And whatever look, your platform yeah, Whatever your day. platform is. At the, I mean, I had... Could you have all the platforms? Well, it all, it syncs to everything. It syncs to everything. At that point in time, I, I, you know, I didn't have a plethora of GPS watches that I was, I was burning through and, and whatnot. It was, I think it was like a Garmin 405 at the time. Um, and I, it was just really nice to like, it was similar to when I started losing weight, like the Fitbit, like checking off the 10,000 yeah. steps right. a day. It was right. like, it was super cool, really cool to see it like visualized, like I'm hitting every single day. Mm -hmm. And so that mentally was great. Physically, it was nice because there was times prior to that where I, you know, I go four days without running because it was winter and. I didn't feel like it. And I could look at what my sort of default mile was when I just went out and ran blah, like just went out to go put a mile, easy mile in. You know, seeing that slowly drop from like in the beginning it being like 940 to 10 minute miles and by the end, by, not by the end, but by right before like Can Lakes or something like that, or actually even right after Can Lakes, I could look at my, my like heart rate. And I could look at what effort I felt like I put in, and you know, running a, a 845 or 915 or whatever felt super easy. Like just, and so I got to see that aspect of it. Um, but actually, one of the reasons I started questioning the streak was looking at 2013 versus 2014 versus 2015 of sort of how fit I was. I I felt like I was regressing a bit. Um, Granted, you know, I, I did still accomplish Twisted Branch, and, and I did pretty decent this year um, running-wise. I, I don't think I... I was injured for a lot of races, unfortunately, but um, I just felt like training-wise I was re regressing a bit. And I started to wonder whether, you know, the lack of, of true recovery, 2013, I was like... I, 
I was making so much progress. There's time, like, I hit most of my, looking through Strava, I hit most of my PRs in 2013, like, random miles or, uh, you know, my my 10K PR was set, like, on a Tuesday night on a, uh, during half marathon, half full marathon training with Fleet Feet, just going running from the old store on Monroe Ave up to Cobbs Hill and back. I, like, set a 10K PR on that. And, like, I don't think I've ever beat that. And, and you weren't even trying. And it wasn't. It was just a, a random yeah. speed workout. And so I look at that kind of stuff, and I'm like, is it that maybe I wasn't eating as well, or I'm not eating as well now, or uh, I, I don't know. So there's tons of factors that go into it. So you right. can't say that the running streak was the reason that I wasn't doing as well. But it, it makes it made me question it anyway. Yeah, I would. I would sometimes wonder. I would. I would just be like, I. I'm so happy. That I don't have to run tomorrow. Yeah. And and then I'd be like, oh, Matt's, Matt's going out to run again. And and at one point I go, well, you know what? If I'm I'm skipping, skipping, quote, um, three days a week, mm-hmm. right? And you're running at least a mile on those three days a week, which more times, I think you were training five times, five days a week was your training plan. Yes. So Mondays and Fridays were my yeah. So I'm like days, I'm like if if Matt is adding three days a week, one mile times fifty two days, he's adding one hundred and fifty six miles a year. Yeah, right. And I'm like, I, you know, I'll take those fifteen minutes and just kind of stretch. Yeah, and, but at some point, um, I thought about that. I'm like, you know, there's. There's something to just doing it every day and just, you get systems down, you get habits and habits are good things when they're healthy habits. And then absolutely, I started to wonder, like you had that, you had that purple ankle, which was gross. Yeah, and that was ran, bad. You ran all those miles on that purple ankle. And, and I like, came back from that. And I, I'm like, but why? And yeah, then you that's ran, true. And then, and I was like, but why is he doing it? But then... You came out and you did 51 miles at Mind the Ducks, and I'm like, well, okay, it must yeah. be working for him. Yeah. You know, I mean, he had a purple ankle last month. He did 51 miles at Mind the Ducks. So like, the, okay, he knows. And then, like, we got into late July and early August, and I'm like, you really should stop running. <laughs> yeah, you know? I agree. Like, I, like, yeah, uh, hindsight's you know, 2020. You know, had I done, taken two weeks off, Late July, I know. maybe I could have actually healed. But, who, but how? But how could you? If it's done so much good for you for the last two years, how could you say that thing that's done so much good is now bad? Yep. But apparently, you came to that conclusion. I did, and, and you know, I sort I sort of wondered. Uh, you know, my knee was pretty messed up in Twisted Branch, regardless. Maybe I should have just pushed through and ran, but it, it's hard to know because I could have been in worse shape. You know, I could have felt how I felt at mile 40. I could have felt like that at mile 5. Yep. And then, you know, I might, I actually would not have made yeah. the cutoffs at that point. Because for the first 20, 15 to 20 miles, I, I felt, fine. yeah, I was, I mean, it hurt a little bit, but it wasn't that bad. Yeah. It wasn't until later in the race where the other knee started hurting and, and at later even my, my, my butt cheek from falling hurt. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, it was, that was awesome. Every single step was like... Someone just punched you right in the butt. So do you feel like you're you're missing anything right now? Like, I mean, yes, you're not running, but do you... 
if you were to think about like, are you thinking I need to start another running streak soon? Uh, I hadn't been, but I it's been creeping a little bit into my mind. Um, or are you thinking, boy, I'm happy I'm done with running streaks and now? <laughs> no. I mean, there there was a little bit of that at first. It was like, wait, I can come home from work and I, I don't have to, like... <laughs> Relax. Yeah, like, my first... It, it was... It would be, like, until, like, 6 or 6.15. Like, you know, if I got home... Or if I left for, from work at, like, 5. By the time I got home, you know, said hello to everyone, said hi to Aiden, played with him for a minute, got changed, got out the door, and got back, it would be, like, between 6 and 6.30 every night. So I, like, lost, like, an hour to an hour and a half. Um, so that was really nice at first, but then... You know, uh, um, the race yesterday. Uh, ASEAN Mountain. ASEAN yeah, Mountain. The ASEAN Mountain. Uh, watching, Mountain, right? watching everyone run that, looking, seeing all the pictures and all that mm-hmm. stuff, that made me, like, really, like, oh, I well, wish I were running right now. Well, but you know what? Um, I took a full week off of Twisted Branch, did not run. The next Saturday, I ran three and a half miles. Sunday, yeah. I ran three and a half miles. I did not run again until ASEAN Mountain. So I've taken days off, yeah. And even going into Asian Mountain, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not holding out. At, like I may get halfway up this hill and be like, I'm done. Yeah. You know, because for me, I'm not, I'm not so inclined to say I absolutely, positively must have to run today. Yeah. I love to run on any given day, but I really do need that like training plan yeah and i need the training plan to do two things one to say it's okay to not run today mm-hmm. and i also need to go by the way buddy today's 20 yep. you know and um i wonder what kind of like right now i'm going um what what should i be running <laughs> yeah <laughs> like yes because because i don't i don't feel like i need to, but I feel like I should. Yeah. And I feel like if I don't, then I've lost something, but I don't know exactly what it is. Yeah. That's where I, I had a, I, I think I posted one night this week, I had like a little minor freak out of like, I need help from people. I need to figure <laughs> out what to do. And and it really was that, you know, without running, and without having a running training plan and knowing I can't run, mm-hmm. I really need like some sort of training plan of saying, hey, Go do yoga today for an hour. Go do a spinning class today. Go lift this. Do these sets. Like I, I need like where I am mentally. I and even if it's just for like a month, I just need something to someone to tell me to do something. Because <laughs> if I don't, I'm gonna. I'm worried. I'm gonna like. I know I'm not gonna get back to being like a 270 pound dude who doesn't like move off the couch. But yeah, I don't want to be like. 20 pounds heavier than I am right now and be out of shape and have to work back. Like, I've worked really hard to get to where I am. And I, I what I want to do right now, I might lose a little bit of running fitness, but I want to start getting stronger everywhere else and just have, like, a plan. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so I'm really desperate right now. I, I've talked to a few different people. I'm going to try to to, to get get going on some, some strength training and some cross training. and, and But I, I do need that. I need someone to be like, hey, Monday, you do know this what? Thing. Do this thing. Go... Tuesday night, go to yoga. Wednesday night, well, you know what? It's a good thing you got a wife now. I, hey, that's true. <laughs> I, I should, I should ever uh, research how to be a coach. Well, she could tell you what to do today. That's, that's for that sure. is true. Uh, uh, that is true. But it wouldn't, it wouldn't be running really. But the, fitness <laughs> <room>. <laughs> so, 
Okay, so um, this thing was really monumentally important. It was a yeah. big part of your life for almost two full years. Yeah. Oh, five hundred and ninety-six days. Um, and but Twisted Branch was nine months, which I've calculated to be somewhere around two hundred and twenty-six days. I'm not exactly sure, depending on when you registered. Yeah. Um, but you gave up the running streak in order to ensure Twisted Branch. Yeah. So when when did you decide that Twisted Branch was your was your thing? Do you remember when you signed up? Or I you I remember actually I signed up uh, New Year's Day, um, January first. So I remember hearing about it in early mid December, um, thinking it was really interesting. At like the Medved Ultra Talk or whatever. Yeah, something. Yeah, I remember hearing about it then. Actually, I heard about it before then because I knew who I I had heard who Scott was, and I never I don't think I'd met him. Um, but yeah, I had heard about that and it was something that was really interesting to me. And then the more and more I thought about it, I, I talked with Megan who was at that point in time, my fiance. Now, now she's my wife. Um, but at that point, you're an ultra runner. That's why she married you. That's, that's probably it. That's probably it. Not my dashing good looks. No, uh, no, probably. I, I actually, I, cause you're an ultra runner. Yeah. I actually repeatedly said during my wedding, I'm like, man, I'm so glad she didn't realize that I'm marrying up right now. Now that I got the ring on her, she is she's set, man. She can't get out of this now. Um, but yeah, no. At that point in time, I talked to her. I was like, "Hey, are are you going to be okay with me spending the next nine months or so um, training for this?" And and the other aspect of it, the other thing I had brought up to her was like we had been talking about doing a wedding and either early, late August, early September, or possibly even October. But, but she also knew that running was part of your life because your your proposal was during a race, yeah, a 50-miler. Yeah. yeah, so, I mean, she knew that was a thing. It wasn't yeah, like... no, I, I, she knew She knew I was going to, she knows I'm going to race again, and she knew I was going to do a big race, but it was the, hey, I'm going to be doing a big, a huge race, biggest <laughs> race of my life. While leading up to yeah. us getting married, yeah. While you're planning our wedding, I'll be out running every day. Yeah. It, so that was that was the the like, hey, are you going to be okay with this? And she agreed to it. Um, she was like, yeah, sure. I don't think she realized how much was going to uh, go into it. Um, she's extremely awesome without the amount of training I do. Um, it's you know it's hard. You, you go do like uh, our, some of our 50k training runs were down on the Twisted Branch course. It takes an hour to get there. It takes an hour to get home. So that's two hours just driving, minimum, without stops at all. And then we actually ran for, including stopping, eight-plus hours. Then, uh, you know, some of the days we went and did other, like, you know, we had to drop people off, or we, I think the one time we stopped at, like, Mike's parents' uh, lake house. Like, so it's like a 12-hour chunk of a Saturday where I'm not there with her, I'm not there with Aiden, like, mm-hmm. I, and I'm away from the family, and that's something, you know, I've been, I'm not going to get that time back. Um, but, you know, she she's very understanding of all that, and it's great, but I wanted to make sure before I chose to do Twisted Ranch that this was, this was an okay thing. Like, I could dedicate this much time leading up to us getting married and do it, and she was supportive of it. And not only that, she crewed for me for the entire <laughs> she day. She got up at 2 a.m., and uh, we we were up for 24 hours that day. Yeah. yeah. 
And now, and now you know why I run. Another reason why I run only four days a week. Yeah, I, I mean, five-year-old kids is is a similar idea. I mean, Aiden's not much. I think he's almost five, right? No, he'll be five in April. Next yeah, year, so. and they'll be. And my kids will be five in October. Mm-hmm. It's the same idea. I mean, those are those are the fun times too. You yeah, know? like so, but at you know, I mean, this the stuff that it's what makes us what we are. So yeah, I mean, but. I do find it interesting that um, you're like, yeah, let's, you know, not a big deal. I got a full week after Twisted Branch to get married. <laughs> um, well, that was the thing. When we settled on a date for the wedding, Twisted Branch had already been established. So it was, we were talking with, we talked to, we were, when we were looking for venues, you know, we were talking about different dates. And when we settled on the Rabbit Room, we really, really wanted to, to have our wedding there. And we're like, hey, they're like, all right, so these are the available weekends. And it just, something drew us to the day before Labor Day because everyone has the day off and we can do it on a Sunday. Um, and we're like, am I going to be okay? Like, it's, it's a week later. Um, but I knew if something, if I were unable to walk during, or walk after Twisted Branch, like, I... I would have had to, like, break something. Like, there was no way a week after a race I was not going to be able to at least, like, walk down the aisle. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was worried that I wasn't going to be able to dance. Um, I think uh, some Aleve and uh, earlier in the day and later in the evening having some drinks, you know, perfect cocktail. Um, I felt I felt pretty good for dancing. I think I, I got low at one point uh, with Jeff Green. Yeah, word on the street is you still couldn't dance. No. Oh, well, uh, uh, there's two different things we're talking about here. Being physically capable of moving in a what some could consider a dancing motion versus being good at dancing. Yeah. I could physically capably move in somewhat of a dancing motion. Being able to dance, I still. Yeah. That that has nothing to do with being injured. You got low, low, low. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. was great. So. So Twisted Branch signed up January first. So why? Um. It seemed like. A good idea. Well, no, it was the it was sort of the next next step. Like I had done fifty milers. Um, it kind of was jumping over a little bit of like a trail fifty miler. Um, but with the uh, probably for some similar reasons to why you skipped over fifty k and a fifty miler and went straight for it. It's it's a point to point trail hundred k within, like, an hour of us, and just over the most gorgeous, challenging terrain possible. And it had half of the Rochester <laughs> trail running community there. It was like running, going for a run with a bunch of your friends, I think. Uh, Davin called it, uh, like, a traveling party or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, for me, that's Roaming party. Yeah. all of those reasons. I mean, all of those reasons. Yeah, no, it was great. And... And I didn't want to be the one hearing about it later. Oh, you know? no, I couldn't. I, I, I didn't want people telling me about it. I yeah, wanted to like, be the one telling people. Be like, oh, yeah, that was that sounded like a really cool weekend. I'm, I'm glad I'm doing, like, I'm going to do double Rochester Marathon. Glad, uh, glad I was car camping. Yeah, right? That weekend. That yeah. was cool. I, I did some hikes. Yeah, um, so so then I... It's really... all. So another weird sensation going on right now is... So, ending the streak getting married, everything's changing at once, finished Twisted Branch, so I didn't really have time for that uh, post-race ultra blues, because immediately I got married, 
Yeah, but so then, you're totally jumping to the end of the story here. But oh, go right ahead. Oh, sorry. No. No, go no, right I just, I'm just sort of fluid talking yeah, here. Go right ahead. Twisted Branch is not the focus of this, this podcast. Whatever it might be. Whatever's oh. on your mind is the focus. But yeah, I think that's important because now what, right? Like, yeah. So now are you in that phase? A little bit. Um, yeah. Uh, kind of. It, it's more like, is doing, like... Can I do another hundred k or fifty miler without feeling like I'm like stepping like I'm not I'm not going big like yeah yeah, yeah. well I, wondered, I don't know I wondered a little bit if I did another one if I would be cheating on Twisted Branch right like <laughs> I I also sort of have uh, I kind of want to do Twisted Branch again to to make sure I emphatically finish that race yeah. rather than like like death marching to finish under the cutoff well see and I guess. I, you know, I mean, one of the things about my race is I only felt like one body part was death marching. Like, only my right knee. Everything else felt great. I felt, I mean, great. Relatively good. But I felt good. I wanted to go faster. I could go faster. I I had the energy. I had the will. I had the uh, ready. Uh, Old righty there was like, man, let's take it slow. Yeah. In fact, let's stop 30 miles ago. Um, yeah. And so for me, I wonder when everybody goes, what would you have done differently? I, I don't know. Um, but I am going to do anything that comes to my mind to make sure that my knee is not the uh, Achilles heel of oh, my run. Oh, oh. Um, but I do feel like that, like... Um, what what I mean a lot of people are talking about doing hundred milers and all that and I'm like eh that's not no this was a thing it's not about the distance the distance was uh, an aspect of it yeah but it's not only that it's the magnitude of the event absolutely you know I I agree I hundred milers have crossed my mind since even before Twisted Branch um, especially watching Burning River that was one of the cool coolest running experience I've, I've ever had um yeah and i guess i don't want to discount that because someday i'll say that i want to yeah, do one no but, but I, i'm not saying that the, that's, it's not the number it, it yeah. i understand like agree and that's kind of where like i'm like you know if i do a, another race um do i do like mountain racing where it's it's you know a fifth um some sort of 40 to 50 mile mountain race 60 something in that range but it's it's just way leaps and bounds harder than than well, a decent amount harder. <laughs> Isn't than, that weird? Like, <laughs> Twisted branches. So I, I, I honestly, you know, I, I've only run one hundred uh, k, um, but it, it's a doozy, man. It's, it's freaking hundred. Even people who'd run lots of other races, like Dobbin, pe- other people. Yeah. It it's a real serious hundred k. Well, I think I think um, anybody that was up front. You know, I think the general estimate is it took two hours longer than they thought. Yeah. Um, and That makes sense. You know, I, I think there's so much um, there's so much on that, like, you know, uh, 100 mile is the new marathon. Like, well, uh, yeah. and there's all that weirdness about 200 milers coming up. Oh, I, that, that, so people talk about that, and that's like, I don't know, that, it just seems like right. something different made up yeah it seems almost like it's made up in order for bravado or something absolutely like and so for me that's what i wonder like what you know 
Is there going to be, uh, I mean, one of the biggest things for me was how um, you and I and Laura and Strat and Weldon and, and eventually Jeff Green and, and eventually, you know, there's a, a group of people that also we ran with that wasn't the core, like, six. Yeah. You know, um, is there going to be another event that we all rally around? That's kind of, you know, a little, you know, before you started saying that, that was what I was going to say is, like, I, I'd almost be what my rate, you know, there's there's something to be said for having individual goals. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But one of the coolest aspects about Twisted Branch, in addition to it being one amazing race, was just the camaraderie and, like, the community and some of my closest friends being there to run it with me. Um, so, you know, can we find another race that we could all do or are we all going to have different goals now? Like... Did we just hit like this one perfect intersection of everyone's goals and an awesome race, and like that's never going to happen again? I, I highly doubt that's the case. But you know, you wonder like the going back to like the traverse. I didn't realize how awesome. Like we had there's six of us. Yeah. Like if it had been like it's just so weird that we had six people that had like these different personalities and different strengths and were all physically capable of doing that the the great range traverse and the Adirondacks. like it it was completely unplanned that it was going to be that exact group but it worked out beautifully and if we had had some random person that you know that doesn't normally hang out, I don't know like you could add someone that couldn't have been able to do the climbs and then we would have had to turn around or you know, it's just, it's so weird that we got that great of a group together to be able to accomplish that. Right. I'm sad you were not there. I'm sorry, yeah, Chris. Well, I, you know what? I was, I'm, I'm kind of not sad that I was <laughs> there. I mean, I would have liked to have done it. Yeah. Uh, my friends and I were actually talking about doing the Traverse. Yeah. Back in February, we're like, is, do you think this is a thing we could do? Um, because we go hiking regularly, but we never covered that amount of distance. Yeah. But because a lot of us are getting more fit and running mm-hmm. and everything. And so um, it was thrown out there, like, you want to do this? And it's the right mix of friends. Yep. But it wasn't the right mix of calendar time for some people because somebody was just about to have a baby. It wasn't the right mix of fitness because one of the guys was like, I, you know what, I spent all winter working on my house. I'm, yeah. I'm out. Um, and so it wasn't. Even though these are, we go winter camping together, we go snowshoeing, and the, we did um, Porter and Cascade this yeah. winter together and all that, but it it was like, no, can't, can't do it, right? Yeah. And whereas, like, I wanted to go for Laura's weekend, and it was the weekend that my wife was going to be celebrating her 40th birthday party, and I was like, no, I'm out. Yeah. And then reading it and seeing that you guys had the time that you had... I was like, that's perfect. It, it worked out the way it should. Yeah. You know, you didn't need an old guy there being old. Hey, hey. <laughs> you know? No, I mean, it, it was just it, it, what you talk about. It's like the fact that everyone's calendars lined up, the fitness lined up, the yeah. personalities yeah. lined up. It, it just all worked out. Right. And and so me, for Twist and Branch, you it was know, the, same, sort you of. Know, the story that I, I remember is I signed up for Twist and Branch. That was that. Yeah. I happened to be talking with Weldon on the side, and I yep. was like, by the way, uh, I did this thing. Help. Um, and then I met Laura, and Laura's like, I'm going to do this thing. And I was like, that's the same thing I'm doing. And then she's like, uh, you should probably meet Matt. And I was like, okay. And then she's like, hey, by the way, uh, Matt's doing the thing now, too. Yep. And I was like, oh, Matt's doing it, too. 
you know, and then mm -hmm. we went on a run, and, and Mike was like, oh, by the way, uh, uh, Stratton's doing it. And I'm like, Stratton? He's like, yeah, Josh Stratton. And I'm like, oh, hey, I guess there's four of us, you know? And yeah. like, and then that was it. There were, there was, we went on a couple of runs. It was nothing about it was planned, yet I wouldn't want it to happen any other way. Right? It was like, extremely if you, if organic. You, if you say, take out this person and put in that person, I'd be like, no. Yeah. No, give, give me that guy that I don't know. I yeah. want, I want, I want Josh Stratton here. I've never met him before, but I know he's essential part of the story. Yeah, I you know? absolutely. It's it's really weird how, like all these just random like the sort of random group of people and, come together. And I realized as I was, I think it was maybe a couple of weeks ago, as I was putting together my Twisted Branch race report, I'm pretty sure that we were all. Sitting in that Medved Ultra Talk, probably completely unawares, yeah, of that, each other. Oh yeah, at where all that because I know Laura was there. Mm -hmm. Dave Justice was there. He came, you know, okay. like he showed up later because Ian said during his speech, "Oh, there's my buddy Dave," and he talked oh, about yeah. run around. But Laura was there. You were there. I was there. Weldon was there. I'm not sure if Stratton was there. I don't um, remember. But we're all sitting in the room. Yeah, listening to Scott McGee talk about his first ultra yeah. which like you know yeah it's weird so yeah so i wonder like that whole you know like the whole piece of you know is this is this um what's next like, is there going to be a next? Does there have to be a next? Should there be a next? Why would we even try to have a next? We just had a thing. Why do we need to have a next? Yeah. But boy, I would really like to have a next. Like, yeah. all of that is, is, that's not what I thought about when I signed up for Twitter. No, I, I, my initial thought was, yeah, man, this would be a really cool race. Yeah. Um, and point to point was cool, but, but the community thing, I had no idea going into it, it was going to be, you know, some of my closest friends and that, you know... At that point in time, there was like, well, when you signed up, it was like no one or like five I think people. There were, I think I was like the sixth person yeah. to sign there, up. There was like 10 or 15, yeah, maybe 20 when I signed up at most. Yeah. So like there, no one really had signed up. So there was no like, oh, it's going to have half of the Rochester Ultra yeah. Runners. And it. it was just, it was It's just so that. weird that it created this thing around itself. Yeah. Um, and... And the hype was not, I mean, Scott didn't have a marketing budget. You no. Know? It's not like, the hype machine kind of made itself. You and you kind of were the hype machine, by the I, way. Well, he, he should he should throw some marketing dollars your way. Jeez. I, uh, I, I merely capitalized on hype that was there, yeah. I think. In June, I was like, hey, let's tell people about this. But that was June. Yeah. You know, I mean, but, he's um, probably got a, next year, he's got to give away a free, free entry. <laughs> For a contest for your show, probably. I mean, without the amount of free marketing you've, you've provided. No, I'm just kidding. I, but, <laughs> I, but I do think it's... It became a thing. It did. It Well, and and that's what... You're reading so many people's race reports. It was just like... All of a sudden, it was just like the talk of the, the ultra running scene in the Rochester yeah. area. Just everyone talked about it. It became yeah. a, a big thing. And so that's... You know, it's still going to happen next year, and there's tons of people talking about doing it next year. And I think that's going, going to be interesting. It's going to be big. It's probably year. going to sell out quick yeah, next year, I, I imagine. Well, he, although I know Scott said he's going to see if the 
based off of this year, how the trail handled, and talk with the Finger Lakes Trail yeah, Association. Yeah, see if you can get it slightly larger. Who knows? Maybe mm-hmm. they're going to be like, you know what? It did a lot of damage. We need to shrink this down. So who knows what's going to happen yeah. next year. But but I think the um, um, the piece that's important is it it grew the way it should have grown. Yeah. You know, I mean, Agreed. I, I think like you start telling people, you know, they must run this race because it's the best race in the world, and they do that. Um, it's not the right motivations for mm-hmm. it, you know. Some people signed up because other people were signed up. Some people signed up because of who was running it. Some people signed up because of where it was. Um, I mean, there's a number of things. And um, I think we all found common ground, which was just ridiculously beyond explanation. Yeah. Um, Yet we were still all running it for our own motivations. That's true. But we found a common motivation in those, which is, you know, I mean, there's a lot of props to to Scott for the way that he did what he did. Absolutely. And, I mean, I don't, yes, it might be like we're just heaping too much on this guy for what he did, but, I mean, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> he did it. He, that's amazing. First yeah. time race director pulling all that together. Well, it's just and, and, mind-blowing to and honestly, honest. he's, he's, if I'm going to list five people that defined my year of 2015, Scott's one of those people. Absolutely. You know, and, um, I, I think it's, it's really, it's a, um, you know, I, I mentioned this before. It's that idea that everybody in this community is adding to the pie. They're not mm-hmm. looking for ways to take from the pie. That's true. They're going, how can I contribute? How can I? And, and I think that's why Twisted Branch grew because so many people were talking about what they were going to bring to it. Yeah. And what it was bringing. And like, so. It, it was it was really surprising to see so many friendly faces out in that race, even just not running, like crewing aid stations and and pacing and just everything. It, it, it was it was awesome. I I, I honestly I, I think I texted like Laura Howard after the race, and I, I felt bad that I didn't like hang out at the Trails Rock aid station long enough. I was like I felt really bad. Like I came in one of my strategies that I developed while I was racing. Um, I didn't plan going into it. This was. Um, spending the least amount of time at aid stations possible. And th- honestly, that's the only reason I stayed with uh, with you and Laura. You know, when you guys, you you would stay at aid stations for five, eight minutes. Yeah, I not, was in, like, two minutes in and out. Not by choosing, by the yeah, way. Yeah, well, sometimes, uh, you know, when nature calls, you, you, you got to listen. I, I didn't want to be running behind you and, and having... Nature, nature had a damn robo-dialer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, that, yeah. But, I, I get your point. But, yeah, I was like, I, I felt, I felt really bad. Like, I was like, you know, I came into the aid station, I, I pulled in, Megan got me my stuff, I was like, hey guys, hey, and like, immediately left. And I was like, I felt really bad, like, you know, you guys spent, I spent 18 hours out there that day, and they spent, you know, how many hours out there, and I was in their aid station for two minutes. Yeah, and and you know what, but they understand that. Oh yeah, no, I, I know. It's It's just weird. It's, it's because of, there's such a sense of community I, I literally feel bad when I, like, during a race where obviously you don't want to spend a lot of time at aid stations, like, it makes sense. It, it, you feel bad. You're like, ah, I wish I had been able to, like, yeah. send you more vibes while I was there that, like, I appreciated what you did. And, 
Well, you know the way to do that is be at the aid station, right? Yeah, like, yeah, so. yeah. That's true. Uh, well, my thing is, I'll be at, I'll be at another aid station. I can't guarantee I'll be at a Twisted Brands aid station. Yeah, because I, 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 I'm either gonna be. I have a feeling if I'm gonna, it, I, I would either be pacing or racing. I can't, I can't pass up another. I don't want to train all summer again. Like uh, the the building that I did mm-hmm. um, took a ton of time. Yeah. I mean, more time than I, I expected or wanted. Which is what, actually, that ties back into, that's why I don't want to lose all this fitness. Like, yeah, I spent, exactly. I was on so, pace to, like, smash well, my yearly record and of I've miles. Talked, and I've talked with people, and they're, um, they've said that I don't, and obviously it's, it's true, I don't need nine months to train for Twisted Branch again. No. But, but if I sit on my for a couple months i will need nine months right yeah right and so i i um i was like you know what if i picked an early summer ultra and then i was like well i'm gonna pick an early summer ultra anyway yeah you're gonna run cayuga or something i'm the only reason i wouldn't run cayuga is to run ontario summit again yeah but i might do the laura the laura records method and volunteer ontario summit run cayuga yeah, that seems true. like a winning combination. That's not but, a bad idea. But I don't know, because I, I, as much as I want my revenge on the gel center climb, oh. as much as I don't want to do it two more times. I, I, I don't know. I uh, I think the gel center climb would have revenge on yeah. me. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think. I don't think that that uh, exactly. like seven hundred feet of elevation over like a half mile is really I gonna. I don't think there's revenge to be had. No. No. <laughs> No, I think so, uh, you'd so, be on the r- wrong end of that. I revenge. think I'd like to be at aid two. Yeah, <laughs> just wave. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah, be the Salentanos down there at, at aid two. Just yeah. hey guys, have fun. I hope you enjoy this. Uh, There's a hose over was, there. Yeah. Oh, they were so great that day though. Uh, but they just like knowing that we were about to to walk basically yeah. what we were walking. Have into, another piece of wa- have another piece of watermelon. <laughs> yeah. Before you go. Uh, um, but so, I guess my question is: I was always running with you guys. You guys have all done fifty milers, yeah, all of you. And so, um, when when did you feel? I mean, injury aside, when were you like, yeah, I can do Twisted Branch? Um, <laughs> I don't know because of the when my injury happened. Um, Sorry, I know that was a, a rough stop. No, like. no, no, it's okay. fine. I think we need to, to I like refocusing. <laughs> we we kind of got into, uh, hey, just two buddies having a couple beers, hanging out, talking, chatting well, sort of scenario for a minute there. Well, but think, we'll, we'll refocus. Uh, okay. No, um, I, I honestly, there was, this is bad. I, I was never in, well, race day, I, I, I said it was, it was weird because I never thought I wasn't going to finish, but I had no idea how I was going to get there because I knew going into it, I was injured and I knew my knee was going to start hurting and I knew, I didn't know when it was going to get to a point of being excruciating, but I knew it was going to happen. Like it's just, I just knew that was going to happen. So I, I was like, I went into that race going, I'm finishing unless I'm being pulled off this course or I'm being like flown out in like a medevac, like I'm finishing this race. It was going to be Lesher's Jeep. It was yeah, be a <laughs> yeah, just, just coming up and taking the. <laughs> no, I. So 
what based on when my injury happened, I never felt the you know I didn't have a forty mile run like you did during the mosquito or you know the longest runs I've had leading up to it were fifty k's and most of those. Um, you had the fifty miler at Twisted uh, Twisted Ducks at Twisted Ducks <laughs> at, at Mind the Ducks at but, Sweaty Ducks. But at that fifty miler at Mind the Ducks, I you know I had massive calf cramping twenty miles into the race. Yeah, and so, you powered through that too. Yeah, I mean, so that's your mo, buddy. Yeah, my just <laughs> massive injury and just somehow uh, crawling my way to a finish. Um, so I wasn't sure. Um, you know, the two previews we did of the course, the two fifty Ks. I when I got done with those, I was like, "Huh, I don't think I could run anymore." Um, but day of the race, we got to the fifty K point, and I think it was just a mental setup of. Uh, at that point, um, I was running with a, a race day. I, was, I think I was with Laura and Jeff. I don't think you were there. I think you were maybe slightly behind. I thought you were in front of us, but it turned out you were slightly behind us during... I think I was slightly ahead. Okay. Because then I made my little one-third of a mile like wrong turn. Okay, maybe that was what it was. I mean, I, I, got, I, I got to 50K around 7.15 or so. Okay, and we I got there. I, we were seven ten or seven yeah, eleven. I thought I was like money in the bank around seven oh, fifteen. Oh, I thought so too. I was like, <laughs> man, I, in my head, I even was starting to talk with Laura and Jeff. I'm like, maybe we can finish in like fifteen and a half hours. Maybe. I thought maybe I thought, if I at, maybe I'll be generous. Maybe eight and a half on the second half. We'll finish under sixteen. Uh, um, but I, you know, going at that point in the race, I was like, uh, mentally, I, I wasn't like I just finished. I wasn't like, oh man, I can't go anymore. I was like. You know, we're, whew, all right, we got half the under our belt, we're going still. It felt completely different than the first time I ran the 50K, and, and I ran it faster than we did during the previews. I agree. I mean, I felt great at 50K. Yeah. At 52K. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. It was it was that next section that we had done, the first time we'd ever run any of the Twisted Branch course, well, at least I had run any of the Twisted Branch course, was that starting at the 50K point. So at uh, whatever that road was when he ran along the road and he turned in, yeah. um, that was where we had started, where you turned Italy, in. Italy Road, right? Uh, it was past Italy Road. Yeah, was, but, uh, I mean, that's where we parked, was on Italy Road or something like no, that. No, it was uh, it was a different road right oh, there. Okay. But, it, but it was close to Italy. It was, like, a yeah. mile away, a half a mile away from Italy yeah. Road. Um, we turned, like, off of Italy Road, Italy Friend Road. We turned off of that road. Um so that was where we started, and it, it was just, it's so technical there. It's just roots, and it's not really steep, yeah. but it's just little rollers, yeah. and it just, it, it quickly ate at my soul. Yeah, um, technically it sucks. Yeah, it's not, <laughs> uh, hill-wise, it, well, it's nothing like the rest of the course, but it's still, it, it, I don't know if it was just where I was in the, the race and whatnot, but it, 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 52K, like literally two miles later, I was like, all right, this is going to be a long yeah. day. Yeah, mine. that's when my knee stopped working, was right around then. Yeah. But I never got that, like, okay, yeah, it's hard, um, and I'm going to have to stop. I never got that I'm going to quit. No. I never got that I would... I actually, I never felt like I was even going to hit cutoffs, even though I was... <laughs> Same absurdly, here. I was Same absurdly here. close to cutoffs, but it never felt like they were right on my back. It, the only time it felt like they were right on my back was with like a half mile left. Yeah. Uh, when I didn't know there was half mile left when we were on the new triad. triad and I was like, wait a second. If this is even a mile longer than I think, yeah. we are pushing the cutoff. Yeah. Like, 
Another switchback. Yeah. Another switchback. Yeah. Another switch. Another. Where is the road? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. So hopping back to the 50k point. So apparently we just skipped the first half of the race because because that was easy. Easy. <laughs> yeah. Buddy. Yeah. Uh, the the de- the descent into Italy Valley was when my knee started really. Well, hurting. I had said to. That's at like mile 20. I had said to something. Mike, um, we were. I was running down that road. Because um, that's where the Trails Rock Aid Station was. Oh, that you're talking Italy Turnpike. Yeah, Italy run- Turnpike. Oh, that that. When we're running down that road, oh, it was it was bad for me. That's when my knee first got tweaked. Yeah, that and was I, bad. And and Mike was like, "How's it going?" I was like, uh, "Um, I was like, well, uh, Laura should be coming very soon, but Matt was right behind me and." This is probably gonna kill Matt's knee. And he's like, oh, "Why?" Yeah. And I, he's like, "Why is that?" I'm like, "Cause it blew out my knee." And he's like, "What? You were cruising?" I was like, "I needed to get off that road. Oh, like I needed." And it's the was perfect grade for. Well, during the preview run, that was like I loved. It yeah. was warm, but I loved that section because it's like just hightail it. It's, it's the, the perfect, perfect grade, grade where for... you feel like you should be going fast and you can go fast, and it's too long to walk. Oh, yeah. You it's can't a, walk. It's three quarters of a mile. No, it's, it might even be longer. Yeah. Well, yeah. with all the way to the A station, slightly longer. Yeah. But, yeah, but that one tech. So, yeah, I... That was just murder. Yeah, I was like, well, okay. I literally had the thought of, should I walk right now? Because this really hurts my knee. But yeah. I just that was pushed the one, through. That was the one that I was like, oh, something's happening here. You know, and yeah. I was like, well, let me just kind of... And the only thing I thought of, what like I said to Mike, I was like, you know, this is going to hurt Matt's knee. Because Matt started on a bad knee, and I'm starting to get a bad knee. You know, I'm like, if, uh, I don't want to be, you know, if yeah. evolution is what it is, like, he's he's going, I'm going to be where he is by the end of this race. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, um, it was one thing. It was downhills of a certain grade mm-hmm. at a certain speed that were hurting. Yeah, well, you for know, me, it was I know, almost any downhill I know, but, at that point. But, but, that's, but yeah. that's what I was feeling, like, okay, you know, whatever. Yeah. I never thought, like, this is going to kill my race. Up until 45. And yeah, I was like... Pretty similar. I was like, really? This is it. I got... I got a million body parts and this one body part, this little piece right next to my quadricep inside of my knee is going to stop me from running. And, and I just kept thinking, no, it's not, it's not going to stop me from running because I'll do it a different way. Well, that was what my thought was. So I was like, I was going to run until my knee hurt. And then I was going to start to side shuffle down the hills yeah. because I'd practiced that and it actually worked pretty well. So I started to side shuffle around mile 40, 45. And that's when and, old lefty. Yeah, and old lefty was like, oh, hey, buddy, how you doing? Um, yeah. Wanted to say hello. <laughs> Missed you. Um, by the way, I hurt even more than you write me. Yeah, and exactly. uh, so it was this weird, like, maybe, I, maybe it was just weird and I tw- it was like a twang and like it would go away. So I, like, switched, and I kind of just, like, walked slowly down the hill. And then I remember it, I remember exactly what hill it was. It was it was actually the hill. Remember when I saw you at mile 45 to 50 um, when you guys were going up up that, like, switchback thing? And I was like, 
Chris O'Brien, and you're like, hey, and then you guys took off. I was talking about my race report. Like, as soon as I said hi to you and I like I caught up with you, you like took off. Well, because that was a flat. Yeah, and yeah. So I could do that. Yeah, like so I was like, oh man. But on the back end of that was the first time I was like, yeah. my 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 knee had already my left knee had already hurt a little bit. But like going down that, I was like wincing, and Jason saw it, and so we tried to craft some sticks together to to have like walking poles or running yeah. poles down the hill. It didn't help. Um, yeah, we should take a um, a pole of pacers and how many sticks they broke for the yeah. runners. Yeah, yeah, I, he because, he was so great during that though. Yeah, because Dave was doing the same thing like. And I get I get to the bottom of a hill and I chuck them away because I didn't want to carry them. Yep. Because then I had to start running and yep. I would run, run, and then I would go uphill. And I do better uphill without poles because oh, I, yeah. have, I have the I've sort of adopted the European like uh, hands on quads style of power mm-hmm. hiking and it works um, amazingly well for me. Once yeah. once I I practiced it all year, just. This is my deal, and it works. So I didn't want to have sticks. The same reason why my soft flasks now go in my vest. Even mm-hmm. if I don't need a vest, and I, I need 7 to 14 ounces of water, yeah. I'll wear the vest if it's if it's climbing because I need my hands mm-hmm. for that. And um, so I would chuck the poles to the side, even yeah. though they were they were um, artisanal artisanal handcrafted poles. <laughs> yeah, dude, you could put those up on Etsy and sold them for like ninety dollars a pop. It was so funny because when we first started running, Dave would be like, "You want me to hold that for you?" And I'm like, "No, you can't." Yeah, and he'd be like, "Well, why don't you have one of my?" No, I can't have that. And you can't do anything for me other than stand there and say things, you know. And then so when we got to the point where I needed sticks. He'd, he'd be like, I'd be like, uh, I gotta look for a stick, and he'd be like, Okay, I'll look for one, and I'd be like, That one, and then, and then I'd be like, Oh yeah, I gotta go pick it up, and then he would like break it, and then I would pick it up. <laughs> it was like, Yeah, no, we we were a little more lax about those. He I, like he like picked up a couple up and was breaking them, and I like grabbed one. Yeah, I mean it wasn't yeah, it, it wasn't so strict, yeah. but then I, I had put into his head, I had put into Dave's head so much like no. You nope. cannot hand me or carry anything ever. So I, I was of that mindset, except when we realized we didn't have headlamps, and he had two headlamps. And I was like, you know what? I'm pretty sure Scott would make the call of headlamps are a thing that anyone can hand you. Doesn't <laughs> or, matter. Or runner in a ditch. Yeah. Headlamp or, or runner in a yeah, ditch. Yeah, like, would you rather have me dead or with a headlamp? Um and uh, so yeah, so I, I I took the headlamp. Uh, maybe I'm gonna get an email from Scott after this DQ. Post. DQ. By the way, you've been DQ. Seventeen forty two X. Done. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was. I there was not many points. That I actually the only point in the race where I was like, I, I not that I I wasn't gonna finish, but I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Was walking down Winding Stair Road looking for the Triad Trail. Um, Jason, I, Jason had luckily had run it, uh, like a week prior. So he knew where the thing was, but he hadn't run it at night. He, he, he knew where the trailhead was, but he hadn't run it at night. So he was still looking for it. I was walking there and everything, my knees hurt so bad. Mm-hmm. It, it was getting to the point where it wasn't even the, the pain. It was mentally had drained me completely. Mm-hmm. I was to the point where I was just like, I, I just can't experience this pain anymore. Like it just hurt so bad and 
I was even thinking, like, man, if we had, go, had to go down Winding Stair Road... It would have been better. No. Oh, no, see. not for me. Uh, I was like... Well, I, I would have turned around and walked down, and I wouldn't have had 55,000 switchbacks. I, I would have... I don't know what I would have done. I would have had to, like, roll down it or something. Yeah. But, like, I could have done... Like, I was just like, I couldn't... If they told me I had to run down Winding Stair Road, I would have started crying, because it was so steep. I couldn't even have walked slow enough for it to not hurt. I would have went backwards, and I would have been happy because mm-hmm. it would have been done faster than switchbacks, but I get exactly what you mean. Like, that road from coming out of the the ridge yep. onto that road, Dave was like, we made it to the Because I kept telling yeah. him, I'm, we like, need to get to the I'm road. like, dude, we need to get to this road, we need to get to the road, we need to get to the road. And then we got to the road, and he's like, we're at the road. And I'm like, yeah. Now we gotta find this stupid ass new trail. And, um, <laughs> well, it was the only part of the trail, the whole course I'd so, never run. And I was so bitter at this new oh, trail. Oh, me too. I was, so, I was angry. so angry. I was like, Scott, what the hell, man? And but so we the get, trail is actually kind of nice. If I had been, if it had been earlier in the race, I would have loved it. But um, I'm still gonna hold. So that. I awful. ran. I ran that winding stair piece, oh. and I, I. That's had, why you probably cut off. I had tears in my eyes. Um. Not not of joy. Not tears of joy when we found that trail. I was actually like, that might have been the most amount of pain. Because the only thing I could think of is, this is not technical. Nope. Um, no. And I remember, I remember Jason and Mike both saying, it's a pretty trail full of switchbacks. And I had pain on every single switchback. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I... A trail full of switchbacks. Yeah. So I was like, I got to do as much as I can because that's about the time when you started uh, like, putting the math together. Like when we it. left Urbana, I said this is going to take us about two hours. Yeah. It didn't register to me that I was at about fifteen thirty when I said it's going to take us two hours. Like I didn't care about that because it's still fifteen thirty, whatever. Yeah. Got all the time in the world. The moon's just hanging in the sky right there. It was beautiful. Jeez. Uh, I, you know, but um, what a cursed trail that yeah. was. The triad um, was, was... I'm sure it's a great trail. I'm sure it's Yeah, a that's what I feel like. Uh, I look, saw the pictures of people finishing in the daylight, and I was like, oh, I'm sure how nice it, it would have been. I'm sure it's beautiful. <laughs> but I thought about, and I, and I wrote this up real quick, I thought about, like... The people that were at the finish line looking up into the ridge, like see, wondering who's going to finish. You could probably see the headlamps. Right? And you could see, I got to imagine you could see the headlamps like twisting down. And you're just wondering who it is. Yeah. And you're wondering, like, are they, you can know if one's going slower. Yeah. One's going faster. Like, well, you, it would have seen you sl- catching up to me. Dude, I we, was, look at, we look at the, the uh, flyby on Strava. It's just so funny how. I was done. I was done with pain um, when we hit Winding Stair Road. I was because I was so angry at my knee, like just not working. Mm-hmm. I was just like, you know what? I Matt is in front of me. Matt is just killing this course, and I'm sitting here whining about my stupid little knee. And I'm like, I, it hurts, yeah, but you know what? I wonder if it could hurt worse. So let's just let's just run. Oh, it can hurt worse. <laughs> it oh, can't geez, hurt worse. It can hurt worse. By the way, it can. It can. It can, it can hurt much worse. Okay, keep running, keep running. 
And I was like, why are there so many downhills on this ridge? And I, I agree. I, 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 yeah, the, I, I took the the ascent up Mount Wa- up to Mount Washington like, faster. I think I think you and I I took it way faster than I took the remainder of the the course. I I, just, I think that um, as far as the end of the course goes, like you and I were kind of like, oh, uphill. Love it. Sure. Yeah. Give uh, me every, some more. every section of uphill, I was like, all right, we got this. Can, we, moving. can we finish up at the top? I, I honestly would have, I would, if they have been like, okay, you can do one of two things. You can run along the ridge down to the bottom, or you can do Mount Washington only Again. up one more time. Sign me up. Sign me up. Would have done it in a heartbeat. Yeah. Um, so it was weird to like, um, when you yelled up to me, because Dave, Dave was like, at one point, I said to Dave, I go, I'm pretty sure you're going to get a trail marathon out of this, Dave, you know? Yeah. And and he's like, oh, man, you're you're killing me on these uphills. You're crushing me. And I'm like, well, thank you. That's sweet of you to say. But um, And then at one point, I kind of actually believed it. I'm like, well, I'm, I'm uh, doing these Jason uphills. was a bit winded on that uphill. And I was like, all right. Like, <laughs> like Jason Midbar, like the champion dude, is strong as hell. And he's like, actually... I yeah. winded him on walking, uh, power hiking up the hill. Yeah. Um, granted, uh, you know, the remainder, of course. Gra- gra- <laughs> well, granted, also, he biked 20 miles yeah, to the start. Yeah. And he and probably, d- probably and Dave ran was it. on his feet since 5 a.m. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. whatever. Like, yeah. That yeah. Felt, I, it felt good. It felt it good. Felt, it was the most genuine, like, wow, I actually am yeah. doing something decent at the yeah. moment. And, um, and so when, when, when we got to that downhill, and you were like, is that O'Brien? I'm like, Wow, Matt's right there. And then I swore, and I kept swearing at you. I didn't hear it. Well, I was so I wasn't, I, I wasn't swearing at you. I was swearing at the trail. Yeah. And I was swearing to you about the trail. Yeah. And Dave kept being so positive. He's like, "You're gonna do it." I'm like, "I haven't done it yet." You're gonna do it? Not yet. You haven't done it. And I'm like, "Hey, Matt, this trail." <laughs> and I'm like, "I know Matt hears me, and that's cool, and that's awesome." Yeah, I was, I was like. Uh, once when I saw you, I knew we were and I knew we were close. And then I saw the person at the bottom of the hill, like the tra- whoever was the traffic person. I, I don't even remember at this yeah, point. Yeah, that's it, um, right? I was like, ah! and I just <laughs> like I, I, everything. I like was running down this little dirt thing, and like dirt was like falling down. I'm like, oh my god! Hopefully, I don't die right now. That would be really bad to like slide into gully. the ditch. Yeah, like slide into a gully or ditch or something. I was like, I don't even care. Don't even care. I'm almost done. But I actually was still convinced that it was ending at Hammondsport High School and that we were still going to run a half run a half mile on the road. So when I saw that it was like a hundred yards to to Eric, I was just I don't even know. Like I just took off. Like not, uh, instantly, nothing hurt. And so I was like, Jason must be like, Hey, hey, he said his knee hurt, and he just sprinted. Just all that sprinted to the end. Yeah, sprinted. Yeah, sprinted at like 12 yeah, to 14 I'm, miles. I'm really convinced that like Dave kind of clapped me on the back and he goes, go get it. And then he's like, I got to stop. Because I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll pass. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. And I, I, was, I was flying. I was like just cruising. I'm like, oh, I'm going to run in the air because I can't control myself. Yeah. Um, and then... Uh, I had I had got down to the gully and I heard your name being yelled. And I'm like, oh, he's so far away. 
<laughs> and I was like, I was looking so far. And I was like, I gotta go over this gully. I gotta cross the road. Oh, there's lawn. Oh, there's light. And I just, all of a sudden, like, that distance was a million miles. And all I could do was cross it as quickly as I possibly could before I ran out of, like, energy. Oh, yeah. So, no, it, I had the exact opposite experience. It was like the close, and maybe it was just because of the way I mentally prepared myself for yeah. having to run a half mile down the road. I thought it was just, like, the best thing I'd ever seen. Oh, it life. was. For me, it was the best thing, but it wasn't, like, it wasn't across the road and over the grass. It yeah. was, like, across the road, over all that <laughs> grass. <laughs> but it was right there. I could actually uh, read the sign that said Twisted Branch. It wasn't far. Yeah. But it was forever ago that, like, I... I actually thought about the finish line. Yeah. You know, it was so, it was so surreal. Um, and, and I knew that you had finished, but I, I didn't connect that you would be there at the finish line. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. I knew Laura had finished cause she had passed me miles yeah. ago. Um, I didn't connect that she was going to be there. Eric was at the finish line. I didn't connect. That's because Scott was probably doing things at the finish. Yeah. Like, I was just like, I'm finishing. Yeah. Okay, I'm done. It was, yeah, I, all I wanted was a chair. <laughs> I, I, I had the same feeling of, like, just getting done and being like, I, like, hugged people and was, like, tearing up. And, and it, it, like, then I was like, I just really want to sit down right now. It and was weird. I didn't sit down for a really long oh, time. I was like, I was like, Megan's like, what do you want? And I'm like, another thing I'd done. Because, <laughs> so early in the race. I can't wait. I, early in the race, I had, uh, there were so many times going into aid stations where I had, um, throughout the entire section, I thought, I really want to ask, Me ask Megan for this. I, whatever it was. It would be like, oh, I really want to get this. And then I'd get to the aid station, and I'd forget. And then I'd leave the aid I'd pull out, and I'd be like, you know, 20 feet away. I'd be like, oh, I was going to ask her for that. Uh, all right, next aid station. So once I got, once I got, uh, I picked up Jason at Bud Valley, like, I would tell Jason things. I'd be like, Jason, remind me at the aid station. Because he was in a much better mental place than I was. And so... Once we once we were in Urbana, uh, leaving Urbana, I, I started listing off all the things I wanted when I got done. I was like, I want chocolate milk. And like, because I had brought chocolate milk. I'm like, I want a chair. I want chocolate milk. I want my Crocs. And like, I just kept listing off random things. We'd be running and be like, oh, add this, add this to the list. And then so we got to the finish. And like, Megan's like, what do you want? And I was like, Jason! Jason, where are you? You know what I want. And so, like, and I started listing things. And I was like, I, I forgot things I know. Jason, what did I forget? And he was like, you forgot your Crocs. And I was like, my Crocs. <laughs> and it was just, it was so not, uh, I mean, that's just one of the many things Jason did. Exactly. Oh, like, it, you can't even explain it. I like, can't even, like, I, there's not, I can't give him enough praise to, like, adequately suffice for what he did. Like, I'm, I'm right there with you. He, he, he just such... He did such a great job, like, balancing, um, and I, I wrote about this in my race report, like, early in the race, everyone kept asking me how my knee was, and I was like, yeah, it, it's bad, 
It, it doesn't feel great, but it's not awful yet. And, like, I kept, like, responding, and I kept thinking as I'd leave, I'm like, I really hope people don't keep asking me this, because, yeah. That's we, what I said. I was like, I'm I'm not going to ask Matt about his knee. Because I'm like, I, I, I appreciated it in the first couple times, because it makes sense. Maybe it wasn't oh, going to hurt. And I but, think the, the runners who have the, been injured knew it. But in general, though, once, after the first few times, I didn't even have to say anything. People stopped asking yeah. Um, but Jason, That's what I mean, I think they knew. Yeah, um, but Jason did a really good job of like checking in to make sure I was feeling okay. But he wasn't like, "Hey, how's your knee doing?" He was, you know, I don't know. It, he just did a really great job at that, and uh, um, he didn't push me a whole lot to run. But a couple times he suggested, and I was like, "Yeah, actually, I can run now." Or after Urbana, I after running, I think I ran to the base of the hill, and then I hiked everything. I did not run again until the last section of the finish line. Um, he asked a couple once during that section. I was like, "No, I'm I'm walking for the remainder of the race." And he's like, "All right, well that's that's fine." Um, but you know, he was just really positive, and we had so we had tons of stuff to talk about. And then times where we just didn't talk, and it, he just did, for not. I don't think he's ever paced anyone before, and he just did a fantastic job. And that's my my thought is you know I mean. I don't know. I've never done it, right? Like, I've never been a pacer in an ultra or anything. Um, but I knew that I had picked the right guy. Yeah. And and as soon as you told me that you're running with Jason, I knew you had picked the run, right guy. Yeah. And I bet you if you put Jason and Dave in a lineup and said, pick these pacers, I bet they would go, like, one and two. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. Um, and and the, Dave did the same thing with... Um, his his other way was like, he got to the point where he was encouraging me for running, fifteen seconds. <laughs> exact same thing. He was like, like, uh, good job. Yeah, he'd be like, oh yeah, you did a nice little section there. And then there was one section where I ran for like fifteen minutes straight, and I and that was like mile. That was the same section uh, right. during the preview run. I like ran really hard in that section too. And he was like, dude. Amazing stretch! I can't believe you did that. Blah, like going on and on. I was like, "Yeah, I feel great about this." Like, yeah. nice. um, and the, the funny part is, I was telling I was telling Dave all about that beautiful stretch from the last five k into Urbana, mm. from the road. Oh, where you go over the weird, like the weird boundary where you got to yep. go up steps yeah. and you go under the tripwire. Oh, I was worried about the that. decapitator. Was, yeah, yeah. And but when you're in that stretch, once you get through that, you know, boundary, it's it's, nice. it's, it's the most beautiful trail I've ever run. I Mike and I ran that. That was our one of yeah. our first ever runs together. Winter time, it's beautiful, and it's cruising downhill. And I was telling Dave about this the whole time that I was like, you know, bribing him with all these plaudits to pace me. I'm like, dude, there's this beautiful piece of trail. You walked blah, the whole blah. section, didn't you? I tried so hard to run it. Oh, I, I couldn't tried, either. I tried so hard. I couldn't either. That I thought I was dreaming about that section based off yeah. of, compared with the rest of the race, it's such oh, a nice section. I tried so hard to run it, and I'm like, Dave, I'm sorry. Our headlamps weren't that good. It was dark. Yeah. I couldn't do downhill. I was just like, <laughs> so I felt really good. It was, I told him, actually, I'm like, Dave, when when you come back to train for tw- to train for Twisted Branch, we're running this together, buddy. We'll run it the right way. <laughs> I kept apologizing to it, him. It's such a nice section. But he would before we would get to aid stations, he would um, he'd be we'd be like one to two because I would I had my little sheet 
Yeah. And I'd be like, we're coming up to an aid station a uh, mile or two. And I'd be like, okay, what do you want me to do? What do you need? What do you got? What do you need? Mm-hmm. And he would like give me the full rundown, and I'm like, ah, <laughs> let me think. You know? But I mean, he was right there every time. Yeah. You know, and then, and except for leading up to 54, because I couldn't talk to anybody leading up to 54. So did you have one of those points? Like, you had your knee pain, but did your knee pain, like, did it keep you lucid and aware and alert the whole time? Or did you have one of the moments where, like, physically, mentally, emotionally, everything was, like, in the tubes? I, um, I think the closest... I mean, other than the impaling. Yeah, that, so that was one point where it was the most nervous, or, um, the only point actually during the race where I was nauseous. Um, so around mile 50-something, um, I'm climbing over this down log, and it has, like, all, it's, it's, like, an older down log, and so there's, like, these branches coming off of it, uh, broken off branches, but branches nonetheless, big enough that you could grab onto. So, you know, I'm... I'm pretty hobble condition at this point. So I, I'm trying to climb over this thing. So I grab one of the branches. <laughs> and if we go back, it's probably like six inches off the ground. Yeah. Well, it was tall enough that I could grab the branch, but probably. Um, well, it wasn't super tall. It was tall enough that I had to step over and I had to grab this branch. So I'm putting my full weight on this branch. As I'm climbing over, it snaps. And so I just fall backwards and land just full out completely my entire weight is landing on this log. And I actually landed on a broken off other piece of limb. And uh, I landed at the right angle so it didn't impale me, um, which I didn't realize when I fell that that was even a possibility. I just really, really hurt. It just instantly just, my my ass cheek is just, I mean, it, it was bad. It was full out. It was like falling on like a, a can. Like just, and it was, a couple inches from a from another extremely sensitive area that, if had been impaled, would have resulted in me being like in a, trouble. Yeah, emergency, serious, like serious like trouble. serious, like him calling nine one one, trying to get like an, a helicopter in there to get me out. Um, but it, I instantly stood up and was just like, ah, and it hurt so bad. And it, I instantly got like like cool sweats. And I got really nauseous just because of how much pain it was. And I was like, all right, dude, I just need one second. Like, Because the entire race, I didn't stop at all. Like, I didn't stop yeah. on climbs. I didn't stop it at all. This was the only point in the race where I, like, I had to stop once to, like, tie my shoe. But this was the only part in the race where I actually stopped. And I was like, I just, I just need a second. Like, whew, recover. But then every step from then on throughout the entire race was pain. Just pure pain in my butt cheek. Um, so it actually was nice that it, it, it overshadowed my knee for a bit until my left knee started hurting more. Um, but my darkest place was, was right with like a mile or two left because I'd never seen that section of trail. I, the race was going longer than I expected. I, it, I just like, I can't even remember, like my brain has blocked out how much pain I was in and that was, like, the lowest point. I didn't have really any, like, breakdowns or, like, uh, feeling like I couldn't do it or feeling like I was just completely emotionally drained. Um, I I do remember on that descent, the nice pine needle, the last five miles, the, the th- or three miles, whatever, that really nice section. I remember thinking there 
getting kind of sad that I hadn't seen Megan or the rest of my crew. But specifically in my mind, it, at that point, it was Megan. I was like, I really miss her. Like, I haven't seen her in like four hours. This is a long l- It was the longest point in the whole race that you didn't see your crew. I was like, I miss her. I miss seeing people I know. Like, I'm really just like, it's dark. I don't have my headlamp. I have like, a, you know, Jason's headlamp, which was good, but not like as bright as mine. So it's not what I'm used to. I was just like, oh, man, like, I really just want to be at Urbana. Um, but it wasn't, I, I don't know, I never really had too many deep, deep lows. Yeah. Which, which is good, I think, for that long of a race, because I've had those in other shorter races, so. Yeah, and that's, for me, that's, um, it's weird, because I, I didn't have, I never had self-doubt, like, I never no, doubted, but. Had- I had a little bit of anger, like I was I was mad at myself, and it's this dumb thing that I do. I get mad at myself because I'm not enjoying it as much as I should be. Yeah. I'm like, you big dummy, you're out here, you're having fun, why are you being such an idiot? Like, have fun. Well, it's and, it's a it's the types of fun, like the type one, type two, type three fun. Yeah. Are you familiar with the, the concept? No, go ahead. For, for those that are listening, so as much as I'm a, a, a aware of them, are, are you? Are you? No. no, no okay. Um, so type one fun. So I don't know if this. I don't know where I was reading this online somewhere. It, type one fun is the it must type, be true. It must be true, but it, it actually makes sense when you think about it. And it's probably some like mm-hmm. psychology theory or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe one of your one of your listeners can either say that <laughs> this is complete bullshit or it actually is a thing. Type one fun is the kind of fun that's actually fun while you do it. It's like, you know, it's like going to a bar with a bunch of your friends. It's going to, uh, you know, a part, whatever it is. You know, it's going to watch a football game. Something that's really enjoyable at the time. And active fun. It, well, it, it can be anything. It could yeah. be. It could be. You know. But I mean, as you're in it, you know that it's fun. Yeah, it's and fun. you're and you're enjoying it. And at retrospect, like looking back afterwards, it was fun. Like you're like that was a great time. Type two fun is the type of fun, while you're doing it, it's not necessarily fun. So it's ultra running. It's things that, while you're doing it, it is it can be fun, but it, it's not always fun. Like, Twisted Branch, there was a lot of Twisted Branch that was not type 1 fun. It wasn't like, yes, this is so awesome yes. that I am in so much pain. Um, but retrospect, looking at it, it was an extremely fun and awesome experience. Yeah. What was funny is I... Funny... What's type two funny yeah. is that I was I was yelling at myself that it wasn't type one fun. Yeah, that you should be type one funning right now. Yeah, it's because but, you're in the woods, you're running with your friends. All your friends are here to support you, know. But anyways, continue. No, no, but that's that's yeah, it. I was I was type two funning when I was chiding myself to be type one funning. Yeah, it, it's weird. Um, but so, type two fun is a real thing. But then there's type three fun, uh, which type three fun. Is is not enjoyable during. <laughs> Retrospe- Retrospect is not enjoyable. Even thinking about it is not enjoyable. But the one enjoyable part is telling the story to other people. So it's it's enjoyable in the sense that it's a so, good story to tell. Like, so is that like when the Marines go on like a Marine thing, and that it's absolute pure hell, and it's like or horrible, and then when they come out, like even even like SEAL training. Yeah. And then they come out of SEAL training, which is, like, this life-altering, like, and then they come out and they tell you about all the terrible things that they had to do. Maybe. I was thinking a much less extreme example. (laughs) Um, 
Because <laughs> Twister Branch? <laughs> no, Twister Branch is not. T- Twister Branch, um, so Twister Branch falls into like 98% type 2 fun. The last mile and a half is sort of bordering type 3 fun. Um, but the, the one one story that, I, uh, that I've actually used in the example ex- explaining type 3 fun was one time on lunch, I went with a guy who works in a different business. He has like a woodworking business. He, we went for a run down in the river because I work downtown. So we ran along. We ran through like Middle Falls, you know, like where the RGE thing is. Um, actually, it's, now that section's part of the new marathon, half marathon course. But anyway, so we were running down there. And we're like, you know what? Let's not go up to the regular path, the river path. Let's run through the woods, or through the, the woods right next to the river. And so we did that, and there's, like, you know, remnants of where, like, homeless people were sleeping and whatnot. Well, it, it's not a well-traveled part of running anyways. So we're running this section, and we're like, uh, it's starting to get late. We've been pretty far. We can either do one of two things. We can turn around and run back. Or we can try to scale up the uh, the riverbank up to, like, Lake Ave or whatever is up there and try to climb up that. It didn't look that steep. And we're like, yeah, whatever. We can do that. We get, like, halfway up and realize it's, like, 40%, 50% grade. Like, it's, <laughs> it's literally, like, f- climbing. And not only is it that, it's also leafs and loose. And so we're sliding down, and like I'm grabbing onto things, and I'm I'm wearing road shoes, and so this guy's in better shape, like upper body strength than me. So he's like grabbing stuff and like pulling himself up. I'm starting to get real freaked out. Like it was really, absolutely terrifying. Um, come to find out, some kids like later that day, or maybe four day after something within the last like within a 24 hour period of us doing that had you rescued off of there by the uh off the thing that you were climbing yes up? yes had to be rescued how many f- hundreds of thousands of feet is this climb? no it it's it's just that it if you get stuck in a certain place you can't come down you can't come down or you can't go up if you're not strong enough yeah. so we're like stuck here I, we're climbing up this thing and i'm starting to get real freaked out and like i got done and I had, like, cuts and scrape, like, really decent Lunchtime cuts. run. Yeah, this, like, easy lunchtime run. Lunchtime stroll. And so it was it was absolutely terrifying. And it was not an enjoyable experience at all. It was not enjoyable at the time. It's not enjoyable to think about. But it is a great story to tell. So that is why it's a type 3 fun, because oh. it's enjoyable to tell you about this story. But, God, I would never, ever do it again. I would so, never do it again. So anybody that runs... Has type 3 stories. Sometimes. Yeah. And... and Anybody who doesn't run all of Twisted Branch is a type three story to them. It's probably honestly right. like it. I think there there's a fine line between type two and type three. Um, sometimes, yeah. Um, Twisted Branch to me is type two, except for there's like falling on the log. Not a type. Not a type two experience. It's a funny story well, to I say. Don't, I, I don't died. think there's. I don't think that's fun at all. No, but it's it's funny, funny it's funny to tell the story that I fell on a log. People are like ah, and then when you realize that I literally could have died, that's it's happened. a little less, little yeah. less funny. Um, Megan yeah. does not find it funny when I explain that I I could have died. Yeah, um, understandably so. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways. Um, so we're at a point where um, you're done with type 3 fun. Yep, type um, 2 fun. Yeah, type 2 fun, uh, a little bit of type 3 fun. 
Um, so you you sprint to Eric. Let's start there, right? So okay. You're sprinting. Eric Egan's working the finish line because because that's what Eric Egan does. Yeah, I was like, I think I I don't even remember. I said something along the lines of Matt Bertrand coming in or something because yeah. I was like so excited just to to finish and um, you know we've been going really long time and I th- I remember thinking like Megan was probably wondering what was taking me so long because everyone's like oh, it's only four and a half miles um, but it was really six miles um, but still uh, two over two hours two two hours and 15 minutes for six miles is that's that's long that's real long I think it took Davin over an hour yeah which is really long for him for six miles um so I finish, um, I immediately just start seeing people and just hugging, like, I'm just, like, anyone that comes near me, I'm, like, hugging them. Yeah. And, uh, then, then I hug, like, I see Megan, hug her, kiss her, uh, I, I, I see Laura and Jeff, and then I see you finish, and I run over and just yeah, bear hug you. That, that was, like, that was kind of a big deal for me. That yeah. was a really big deal. Yeah, I just, I, it was so excited that everyone was there. It was that was a that to me I don't know. I was, was sad. I I was happy to see Jeff, but I was a little sad because it made me realize that, that he wasn't behind us. Yeah, yeah I know um, that was a big deal. Um, but I, it was funny because when when I saw you, we both kind of just looked at each other like, "Whoa, yeah, dude, that was huge." Yeah, I know. We kind of did this this huge hug, and I heard. I think it might have been Megan. It could have been any, you know, anybody. But somebody's like, "Oh, so much emotion! I wish I had my camera." Yeah. And I was like, "I'm glad you don't." Yeah, because <laughs> I'm like a mess right now. Like I'm in pain because I'm just whatever. I was yeah. definitely crying. Like at point, like I, I, yeah, I, but... and I'm just like, I'm just a mess. Like it was so, but it was so amazing. It's. It's an extremely emotional thing to finish a race like that, especially with the, your close friends and. And like to the fact that you finished so close to me, it was it was awesome. Like yeah. I know that means that you probably not had a bad all, day, no, but not at all, not by any means. There was nothing to do with oh shit, I didn't crush Bertrand. No, today. no, I don't no, mean it like but, that. But like just based on the fact coming into the race, you, but but had, it was it was awesome. I didn't realize Laura was only five minutes in front of us. 10 15, minutes, 15, fifteen. Okay, fifteen minutes in yeah. front of us. A reasonable amount for Laura. A reasonable amount, but but stretched over the entire course. But not, but not how Laura normally beats her ass. No, right? it was just it was extremely yeah uh, appropriate or poetic or yeah, something. I... You know, it's not a competition, and I think we all know that. Like, yeah. Except for with Laura and I, occasionally Laura hates when I beat her. And yeah. That's a competition thing. Yeah. And and whatever. Um, and and she's she's fully deserving of that opinion. Yeah. Um, but I do feel like um, it. We know the work that each other puts in, and we mm-hmm. know we know sort of where we're at, right? Mm-hmm. And and I think at at this point of where I run. And at, and at the point where you're running, I, what you did to get to that race and what you did to get through that race made sense to me, whether it was 15 seconds, 15 minutes, or, or an hour and a half, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It made sense. I always, 
and whatever it might, I don't know, maybe it's a limiting thing, but I always felt that you were going to finish Twisted Branch ahead of me. Like, <laughs> I felt the other way around, but I, that's, that's, uh, and, you know, and I, think I mean, ultra, ultra distances are completely different than other races. It's yeah. true. But, but I mean, I, I do think ultras the any given day, it could have been that you finished an hour and a half before me. It could have been, I finished an hour and a half before you. There's that much well, of a play in in an ultra that well and while he's not while he's not here I, I talked with him yesterday about it um, I fully expected Jeff Green to be oh leap years ahead of me yeah no that's the, I figured Jeff and Green that, would be an hour to two hours ahead and that's, of me easily. and that's your any given day thing absolutely right? like any given day scenario I mean we ran Ossian Mountain yesterday mm -hmm. Jeff Green only finished twelve minutes ahead of me in an eight mile race. <sighs> Yeah. Right, I mean, yeah. Weldon. Weldon finished 15 minutes ahead of me in an eight which, mile race, which is both like the fact that yeah. you were that close to those guys. By the way, is, well, is impressive. But well, but it's an eight mile race. It's only um, two minutes and a minute and forty seconds per mile mm -hmm. ahead of me. Yeah. But at the same time, I mean, that's the any given day thing. Yeah, and um, I, I don't. I think if you're in the right spot in your, you know, in your um, community, in your running career, you don't necessarily, yes, you pay attention to where you finished as a measure of where you wanted to finish. Yeah. But you don't pay attention to where you finished as a measure of yourself within the community or within your friends or anything. You, you like, okay, I finished here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Obviously, I, obviously, people that can win races want to win races, yeah. but they don't define themselves by the no. races they win if they're in the right place. Yeah, no. So I, I think though, what I use uh, race my race um, where I finish in races because I'm I'm not uh, a Davin, I'm not a Mike Weldon, I'm not a Jamie Hobbs, I'm not gonna win a race. Like, at least at this point in my career, unless I, you know, hit some local 5K that has 30 people show up and no high schoolers. Screw that. I'm not yeah. running any 5Ks, yeah. dude. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, in general, I'm not winning. The only, the, what I use uh, my race finishings for, and it's not a measure of myself or something like that. It's, a, it's just a good little measuring stick to say, hey, you know, I normally finish right around Chris. I finished 45 minutes behind Chris. On a twenty mile, ten mile, whatever. I'm making up things, but yeah. like I finished significantly behind him. You know what? Either Chris and you know I've seen Chris. Chris is putting in about the same work he has. I'm not putting in enough work, or I use it as a benchmark, but not like, yeah. but not a matter of like who I am, but more just like, hey, rough, roughly, it did you know? Did he have maybe like um, zero SPF? I finished slightly in front of you, Ooh, which slightly. You finished the leap years ahead. Of well, me. oh my but, god! But then, but then something like that, like it was just, oh. it was. A, it, I knew it wasn't a, a reflection of our current fitness level. It was a bad day for you. I, I know, like, so something like that, like you wouldn't get done. I'm assuming you didn't get done and be like, I'm a crappy runner. The world <laughs> no. sucks. I'm done. Like no, you were but, just like, man, I had a bad day. But like, slightly after that, about a week, about a week after that. When I didn't hit my next weekend run, yeah. Uh, so it was two consecutive weekends in a row yeah. that I felt like crap. 
I was like, yeah, no, I, I think I remember this. You were kind, of, you were kind of bummed. I was just in a funk, and I was like, I need to take a day off. Yeah, just you like took a day, you took like a training day off, and then you you rebounded, and right? And suddenly, I felt okay. I felt good. You talked um, about this in one of the podcasts, yeah, maybe with I Kendra. Did. Something. Yeah, yeah, I did. But anyways, I was like, I just, why am I so drained? You know, and it wasn't that um, I was I was psyched like. Just, I kept saying, because Tim Holland at, at SPF, yeah. Tim Holland was like, go ahead and pass me, Chris. And I'm like, Tim, yeah, you're going to pass me in 20 steps. I just ran downhill is all I did. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and, and he's like, no, go catch Matt. And I'm like, dude, Matt is crushing it today. And he's like, yeah, go push him, go push him. And I'm like, if I push Matt, I got to catch Matt in order to push him. But but the point being, I wasn't. I didn't feel crappy that you were ahead of me. I loved that you were ahead of me. Yeah. And I think that that's the thing. Like Laura and I talked about Ossian Mountain yesterday. Yeah. And I would I wouldn't if she was ahead of me. Yeah. I would have been five minutes slower. Yeah. But the fact that she was behind me. <laughs> oh, I I uh, I honestly think what I love when I'm sitting at like in group runs. I've had some of the. I'll, like, struggle to keep up with you guys on some, like, group training runs. But then you put me uh, you put me out in front, and, like, I have no issue. And, and, yeah. and like, I'll hold a faster pace than I would have. Like, yeah. it, there's something about that. I remember the one training run that we were on. You and Stratton stopped for some reason at Twisted Branch and one of the training runs. You guys stopped, and um, we were like, Where is it? where's Matt and Stratton? What's going on? And then you guys come Barreling down well, the trail. Oh, okay, so that that actually that's interesting because it wasn't that we stopped. You guys took off, and <laughs> took I, off. I, you did, you did, because we ran into the other group, and like you guys had something going where you're like, ah, like more people were around, and you guys just took off, and I was I was steaming. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> I was like, we said we were gonna run this together, and you guys were like way off ahead. You had to be like a half mile ahead of us. I was like, oh, I was so like, I was like with Strat, and I was like. He, they said we'd stay together. Ruh, 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 ruh. Oh, I should probably keep going. Uh, we uh, stay together. And um, so then I'm running with him, and I'm like, and I'm just start, I just start picking up the pace. And I start picking up the pace. And I, like, get going, and I'm, like, you know, cruising at, like, uh, uh, like fast. eight-minute I mean, miles, maybe, yeah, which guys, on trails is... You guys were flying. Yeah. I mean, there's no doubt, yeah. because we thought... we yeah. You guys were, like, a half mile ahead of us. We made up the... And we made up the time. And it's funny, the reason I bring this up, it's funny because that w- that section that I did that was the same section during the race that I ran, which sounds it sounds funny that I'm proud of this, but I ran for like 15 minutes straight or 20 Dude. minutes straight at this point. But that's like, that's a huge accomplishment for me at this point in the race. And, uh, and yeah, so I do remember that very, very specifically. I remember it too. And uh, I think, I think if you're in the right, if you're in the right frame of mind, you're you're happy when your friends are doing that. Oh yeah, yeah. And you're you're happy when your friends like blow past you and you're like, oh shit, I gotta get going. Yeah. You know, and and I think that's what's super interesting. Yeah. About about especially about our group. Yeah. But even in a larger community, mm-hmm. like yeah, we all have that we want to do well, and we mm-hmm. all love when like, you know, I don't I don't know I don't. I don't think it's a 
there are competitive things, and I don't want to paint this as a rosy picture. Like, everybody's happy when everybody else succeeds instead of themselves. But, um, like, I, I, I think of some of the races where people have won their age group, you know, and, yeah. and like, the person that came second in their age group is super happy for the person that won their age group. Yeah. You know, um, it's so much of that uh, happens that you can start to get really Pollyannic. You can yeah. really start to get, like, everybody wins, you know? Yeah. And um, and that's cool. And then you might be sad, like, the time you don't win. Yeah. Um, I think but, but being in the 30 to 39 age group... Um, you'll understand this. Um, you'll never win again. Yeah, well, no, I, I play second in my age group, or first, no, first in age group, second in age, no, uh, first or second in my age group at uh, Ontario Summit. No, so, like, yeah. Yeah, because you were 29. Yeah, because I was 29, and I, like, looked it up, and, and there was two people in my age group. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think I played second out of two. Yeah. Uh, it was me and Jeff, maybe, yeah. something like that. And, and I was like, yeah, but... But being a thirty to thirty nine, you'll yeah. you'll um you'll really learn to take joy in your friends' yeah. success. <laughs> it's true. Well, the other aspect is you know I because of where I am, like I'm just not I'm not um you know I'm not a front packer. I'm not no, anything like so. I'm not ever really competing to win yeah. anything. I I think I have a slightly different mindset. But even the people like Mike Weldon, Jamie Hobbs, like. They're while they're extremely competitive, they're also happy. Like when yeah. Jeff beats, when I think Jeff beat Mike at one of the winter races, <laughs> like they, they still talk about it. He was still uh, maybe okay. Maybe this is a bad example. Oh, I'm pretty sure they still great example. I think they still give each other shit about that. Oh, this will totally make the show. Too, yeah. By the way, by the way, yeah, yeah. Uh, Mike's totally happy that time during the uh, winter assets <laughs> that he got beat by Jeff Green. Uh, how but, many times can we mention that before but, I get? But the thing is, I think they really are when it comes down to a happy. I person. think what what you're what you're trying to say. Yeah. <laughs> uh oh, let's see. Uh, let's see what I'm trying to say. Um. No, I'm just thinking about. I was standing on the. Uh, I was standing on the post meadow speed bump. Okay. The, you know, in Menden Ponds. Okay. The, uh, where you, it's basically the long metal climb down by Adenon. Okay. And then you got that really steep grade bump. Oh, yeah, That yeah. goes up before you run down to Adenon. Mm-hmm. Um, I was there with Lesher. Mm-hmm. And I decided to walk down that a little bit. And that exact moment is when Jeff Green passed Weldon. Uh-huh. And I was standing right there. Um, and, and at this point I didn't, I didn't know either of them. I mean, I've met everybody that I talk to and hang out with right now. I've met in the last 10 months, which is another miracle of Twisted Branch. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, I knew, I mean, I knew Eric, you know, and I, I knew a few other random people, but that's another miracle of Twisted Branch. But anyways, as Jeff Weldon is uh, Jeff, Jeff Weldon. Yeah, Jeff Weldon is running down the course. Is this, um, have you combined them into one person? Uh, occasionally I do. Okay. Um, they don't know that yet. Don't okay. tell them. <laughs> okay. Um, don't as, worry, I won't tell them. <laughs> as they're running down the course, and, um, like, Jeff, 
passes Weldon, and all of a sudden, Weldon runs faster, and Jeff runs the same amount faster. Oh. And they're, like, absolutely sprint balls out up this, you know, thing. I'm like, Phew. glad, uh, glad I'm not running this race with these guys. <laughs> I could never run with these two oh, guys. Oh, yeah. But, but that's what I said. At that point, I mean, this is the, this is, you know, Frozen Assets, or Winter, Winter Festival or something. Oh, was this? This is the, in Menden Ponds. Okay. This is the, um, the Winter, Winter Fest or whatever. Oh, okay, okay. Ponds. I'm like, I could never run with these guys, ever. Well, so that's, you know? a, that's and, a weird thing that people, like, I talk about the fact, like, people will come up to me and be like, oh, you run, or a while ago, now it's not as novel anymore, but when I first started training with Walden, they're like, you run with uh, Mike Walden and, like, Laura Record? And I was like, yeah. They're like, how do you keep up with them? And I was like, I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> I'm like, I think they run slow with me. Yeah. I think they, they, they're very nice, and they, yeah. they run slow with me. Um, I still think that some days, like, I'm like, I wish they were getting a real workout. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but yeah, those two guys go just blasting by, and, and as, as Jeff passed Weldon, like, Weldon got a second gear, and Jeff matched that gear, and then they, they raced up that hill, and I'm like, whew, whew, thank goodness, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then, and then cut to six months later... I'm in the middle of the Finger Lakes on some godforsaken, you know, hill with these same two guys. Like, yeah. That's, I mean, that's, it's, uh, I don't, I, there's superlatives associated with that occurrence. Yeah. But, um, it's, None it's a testament. adequate. No, it's a testament to the, to the trail running community that two, those two guys that are capable of what they were capable of. We're like, yeah, hey, let's go for a run. Yeah, you know, and then suddenly here, here we are doing these ridiculous things together. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, in 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 my job as podcaster, I have to uh, I have to refocus. Us. Yeah, I was ju- literally just thinking, man, we get off on tangents. Yeah, I gotta. Re- this is, that's why this is turning into the longest podcast ever because it's, <laughs> we're literally just off on random tangents. I have to. I have to refocus us. How um, much of this is going to get cut? Like eighty to ninety percent. I, I, I hope to God none of it. Gets yeah, cut. I, I, I will just make it an epic podcast yeah. length that people. We'll just have to, like, they'll be like, oh, my God, I've been listening to this for, like, two weeks. Well, we'll make it one of those, like, um, what do they, they used to call those, like, special, special episodes? Like, oh, uh, a special actually, length episode? A, a very, a very Brady special, or a very Brady episode. <laughs> a, a, a very Bertrand special. That, yeah. That'll, that'll work. A very Bertrand episode. Yeah. Um, you are resplendent in your red Bills cap, by the way. Thank you. Uh, I, I had on my jersey, um, yeah. on my Freddie Jackson jersey, sadly. I have um, a Paul Puzlesny jersey, so... I almost bought a Puzlesny jersey. I'm glad I didn't. Um, my my dear brother gave me that jersey. Uh, um, he asked me who my favorite Bills player was, and I said, it's obvious, Paul, obviously it's Paul Puzlesny, because he's the next coming of Shane Conlon. Yeah. And, and he was. And then he was traded to Jackson. Jackson Hole. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I had my jersey on until our uh, my spaghetti dinner, in which case I didn't want to stain take it. it off. Dude, I got, didn't want to stain it, but I kept the I took the hat off for dinner, but uh, yeah, Aiden gave nice, it to me to it's put It's a back. nice lid. It's a nice lid. Thanks. Yeah. No, it's a uh, Bill's did great today. I was happy mm-hmm. about that. Very happy. Yeah. 
It's a great week. It starts off the week really well when the Bills do well. You know what? If you're from Buffalo, that you're used to a week. <laughs> that no, that statement speaks volumes. If you're from Buffalo, I mean, it is amazing to see the attitude of the city. Oh, absolutely. When um, I lived in Buffalo, that it it literally set the tone for the week. It's it's sickeningly like it is it is so. You you hate to think like that the attitude of two hundred to three hundred thousand plus people. Yeah. But it is. And and it's great when it works and it's terrible I, when I, it doesn't. I do want to point out is the is the guest of the show, the host literally just derailed <laughs> <laughs> after discussing uh about refocusing. I was trying <laughs> to refocus was, on my head. No, I was trying to say I stopped you from talking what you want to talk about. Here's a token compliment. Oh, about and, my hat. And then you <laughs> proceed. I, I derailed this. Okay. So so what do we want to talk about? We want to talk about um, my obsession with watches. We want to talk no, about I what's think, next. I, I don't think we have enough uh, batteries in the recorder for <laughs> your watches. Um, I think I think we'll take a moment to congratulate you on your nuptials with Thank your you. darling wife. Thank you. And crew. Yeah. Um. She was uh, fabulous throughout the day. Oh, she was She fantastic. always had a smile for everyone. Yep. Um, despite having to wait countless hours for you. Oh, yeah. Um, she was she was fabulous. Yep. Absolutely fantastic. Um, she, she did... We were hanging up pictures today. And uh, she was taking a really long time deciding where to where she wanted a picture. And I was just like, oh. And she's like, really? <laughs> really? I, uh... You know how many hours I waited for you at aid stations? I was like, ah. <laughs> but I mean, she was, it was mostly joking, but at the same time, I was like, ah, oh, she's totally right. Oh. And you're like, if you do this for the next five years. Yeah. Yeah, no. Uh, no, she, she was absolutely wonderful. I, I mean, she I was would, nervous about crewing, though. I would be. Yeah, I mean, I she, mean. she sort of crewed for me for Can Lake. Um, but there wasn't as much necessary because I mean it's road. There's a lot more aid stations. Yeah. Um, it was just you know it's a completely different atmosphere. I mean, it, didn't, I was, it took me half the time. I mean, I was nervous like not being fast enough to get you a seven ounces of water at mine the ducks. Yeah, it's you know like it's nerve wracking. I you know that's that's how I felt uh, at Burning River. It was when it crewing for Walden and then and then uh, pacing with Davin. It it's. It's and nerve-wracking. And I think, you know, not uh, it, this is at the expense of going off on another tangent, but I think that's why we, uh, myself, uh, I'm so hugely appreciative of people that, um, yeah, you can volunteer at an aid station. And that's know, amazing. But, but um, Let's not people, minimize volunteers. No, what I'm saying is, Yes, you can volunteer at an aid station and not know what the hell you're getting okay. yourself yeah, into. Yeah, yeah, That's what I mean. Yeah. You can oh. be like, you can be like, sure, I'll volunteer, right? And and you're already, oh, like, yeah, yeah. you're already, thank you. Yeah. But then when you show up and you go, whoa, right? Like I, this is what it, like people run in and they're like, yeah. give you a random thing that you've never seen before and like fill this for me and blah. Yeah. And you're just like, yep. Well, let me figure this all and out. And I think that's why. That's, I I don't minimize any volunteer. No, no. I, um, but what I'm saying is I think that's why when we're like, 
this aid station was full of seasoned volunteers that knew it's, exactly what to do. Well, you know, and it's like, it's it, it's a huge difference. Yeah. Um, you know, I it, all volunteers are awesome, well, but there there's aid stations where sometimes it's like the local like Boy Scout troops doing it, and that is awesome because you know they took their time to and come out there. Out there. And but it, people, but right it, but it's hard sometimes when you know you're used to like coming in and being like, hey, here's my hydration pack, fill it for me. I need three of these things and this and this. You know, you've been doing that all day, and then you get to an aid station, and they're like, uh, yeah. So so the funny thing is. Um, I have a, um, I have an alternate direction, yeah. uh, hydration bladder, mm-hmm. which is a slide off, right? As well as it works, it's a slide, which, um, is not, it's, it's convenient once you know how to do it. Oh yeah. It's actually, I think um, it's better than the other ones once yeah, you understand it. Once you understand it. But for like the pack that you have, right, the, um, you have a, a Solomon pack mm-hmm. with a big fat valve on it right so uh that's actually so that that valve that you were talking about is actually from a camelback the one that comes with it is a solomon one and it's made by the same people who make the ultimate direction oh my god but, you're making the show notes so it's, sorry <laughs> sorry uh it's the solomon uh no, lab but what, but what i'm saying is you have you have a thing that you up. turn yeah i do you i pour do. stuff in and then you close it yeah for the race i actually had i didn't have that one yeah. i had uh so slide one. But, so what has happened? I do have that. My last two races, um, I did Sega Hundo with that pack too. Yeah. And um, by the way, awesome performance at Sega Hundo. <laughs> Rockstar oh, performance. Oh. Rockstar performance. Thank you. Um, you know what? I, I still blush at that race. That was that was a great race. That's the race of my life. I still blush at Anyways, it. Anyways, hydration so, pack at the race. Um, did they have trouble? Everybody has trouble with it. Everyone has trouble with it. And um, so, uh, at Mighty Mosquito, um, Valerie Murtzak grabs my pack and she's like, I know how to do this. Yeah. And she just grabs it. Nice. And she fills it up like a boss and friggin' gives me it back. And I'm like, wow. And so, um, that's the thing about aid station volunteers. It's not that anyone is less than the other. No. It's that others are, um, if they're there all the time, like Danielle Snyder, yeah. right? Danielle Snyder has now officially got a reputation. Yeah, she's, uh, she's mentioned and, almost every podcast. In my mind... And she was on the last I'm, I'm giving her a reputation. Oh, because yeah, she, she deserves hero. one. Yeah, I'm, I'm forcing upon her the reputation as an aid station hero. Um, Laura Howard... Eight station, station, station hero, right? Agreed. Like, I mean, there are there's people, a lot of eight station yeah, heroes, but the, exactly. Yeah, those are, yeah. Well, I mean, these are my yeah. eight station heroes. There are other eight station heroes for other people. Uh, true, and I think that's what's important. True, because you know what? I did not know that Allison Carletta was an eight station hero until I showed up at the Italy yeah. Italy Valley, and she was like. Chris, what do you need? I'll take bam, this. Bam, I got bam, this. Bam. I'll do this. I'll do that. Bam, bam, bam. And she's like, your hydration pack. Um, I never used one of these. And I was like, uh, Valerie knows how. She's like, okay. She gives the hydration pack to Valerie. She's like, what do you need? And so I had two aid station heroes. Oh, and, aids at, uh, and you know, and you know who, you know who ran me into the aid station? Was Valone. And Valone's like, here's the aid station, buddy. You know, I mean, that's the thing. Like, running is a solo thing 
Until it's not a solo thing. Yeah, it's it's not. I mean, it is and it isn't. It, exactly. It's, it, there's such a. It's not a team sport necessarily in the context of like you know you all work together <laughs> yeah. to finish the race, but it's uh, well, I mean, it, sometimes it is like that, but it's not actually like that. But from a community standpoint, it's it's very much a community sport, and that's I think that's the biggest draw to. To running and specifically trail running and ultra running and, and, and everyone talks about it. It's just such a great community. It's so different. It's there's nothing like it. At least that I found it. I've never I've never found anything where Mm-mm. so many people constantly want to give. Oh, absolutely, like, it's great. Like everywhere, everyone. I, I I just don't find I I find everyone wants to contribute yeah. to add to give to make it bigger to make it better to mm. make it more inclusive to and, and you know it's great it's so it I was telling my friend the other day I'm like you know I hang out with so many great people that. Um, I'm spoiled personally. Well, I really yeah, am. I, yeah. Well, that's what I said. I said sometimes it makes me feel like I'm, I might be the jerk, <laughs> right? <laughs> here, it's like God. We know so many awesome people. Wait, am I the? I'm the. Am I the scumbag? <laughs> am I the jerk? Like, am I the one that's taking because nobody else is taking? Right. Everybody's giving. Um, and it, and it's like add, 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 add. And and at some point you feel, I mean, I know there's places and races where people go and they complain. Mm-hmm. And there's places and races where people go and they're not happy. Um, and and maybe some of the people I talk about or the people I hang with are that way, but um, I, I've, I've never seen it. Yeah. Like... I mean, no. That's when I when I explain. I I try to explain to people why people who aren't runners or people who aren't ultra runners or trail runners or whatever why we do what we do. I mean, it really comes back to the people and the community and just how you know how fantastic the people are. I mean, you you yeah. really can't you can't explain that to people and and it's so weird. I mean, we're all weird. That's that's the other cool part. I'm a weird dude. You're a weird, dude. You hang out with a lot of weird. You're, you know what? You're weirder than I am. Yeah, we're all weird, though. <laughs> and it, there's so many weird, awesome people, and and that's that's really like, that's what makes me like, like want to stay in the community. Yeah. And you know, it ties sort of all back to when I'm not running. I it, I was just gonna it, say it's it's like I I like I want to go out. Like I went to the Medved run on Wednesday. Just to hang oh, out, because geez. I was just like, hey, hey you all know, you awesome people. So, so here's the freaking thing, like, this is going to launch us to hour three and four of this podcast. She, Megan's going to be like, seriously, I thought this was going to be like well, a half hour she's affair. already gone to bed. Yeah, she so might, she's probably already, yeah. So, but so, here's like, the thing, like, that's the deal. Does that, oh, jeez. Okay, so here it goes, you know, uh, Tinder, Lighter. Does that really like fuel the addictive nature of running? The, like, I mean, it it didn't fuel your mile because a lot of your miles were independent. Yeah. But every other thing I'm not doing. 
You know, no, like, I, there are so many things I'm not doing. Oh, agreed. I it, it's I absolutely think that the when I hear of people that try to start running, like I'll have friends from other cities or whatever. They'll the like a friend of mine from Buffalo is like, hey, I'm trying. You know, I start running. She's like training for a half, and like she's like, it just sucks. Like it. it you know, it's really hard and blah blah. Which training for a half marathon is not it's hard. Easy. It is hard, um, but I, I honestly think it's it's if you don't find the right community out there of running, like the I I know for a fact the only reason I've got to where I am as a runner is because of all these other people in the community. Like it's it's true, it, and you know you'll have people be like, oh no, it's all the hard work you put in. Yeah, I put in hard work. I did. I, you know, you can't trivialize the fact that you spent thousands of hours running over the last couple of years. But it's the only reason I wanted to do that and I was able to get up every day and, and go run, even though it was only, you know, when I wouldn't run a mile. But in general, my big training runs, it was the people in the community that are here. And maybe, you know, sometimes I know there are great running communities out there, but it's just so crazy how awesome this one is. <laughs> like, we're like it's I I, I uh, wonder like I'm like is there that really like because I talk to people I know from Buffalo who are runners and who, who are involved even in the in the Buffalo running community and like Davin like he's like hey the you know there isn't really that great of a community out here like the the community that everyone has fostered I mean starting with like Trails Rock and Eric and all them but it, it's not just them though I mean like it's now expanded it's it's huge it's got subgroups groups it, that oh, form groups groups, and groups, and groups, and groups and groups yeah I mean you got but, warts on top of warts you know? <laughs> but like, but when they all come together you know something like uh, the mighty mosquito it was so neat to see like all those tents out there and all those people and you're just like. These are all really awesome people, and that these people are why why I love coming. Yeah. Like why I'm so sad that I can't come to Thursday runs right now. Like I, I saw that I, I don't like Black Creek Park especially, but there was the run at West Black Side, Creek. buddy. West well, Side. Well, Black Creek kind of sucks. If we're being hey, honest, hey, 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 hey. But Black Creek's it's like it it's it's pretty terrible in general. Um, uh, on I'm the whole, let it go. I'm like, let it all, go like it's deep late. down, it's like a terrible part. I'm going to let but... <laughs> it go because it's late. I'm okay. going to let it go because it's late. Um, but I was really sad I couldn't come out to that run. Um, be, you know, I, I'm, I like being out with the people in the, this community. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. Me too. Me too. Um, um, but we don't need you on the west side if you don't want to be uh, over there. I, I grew up on the west side. Yeah, well. A Kendall. Um, I'm a Kendallite, man. Yeah, well, and then you wouldn't speak so badly about... Black Creek Park. Well, I mean, I mean the bugs and the humidity and the, the flatness and the no, fact that the, it's like quadruple track and really kind of when, boring when, and just no. generally awful. Okay, you know what? <laughs> this podcast won't air. Okay, well we're done. <laughs> Chopped the previous two and a half hours. We're done. But listen, so I can I can appreciate the West Side and still hate on Black Creek Park. No, how is that? Oh, okay. You I know, mean, there's terrible you know, parks yeah. on the east side, too. Okay, okay. okay. you know what? Let's, let's, <laughs> okay, let's move, move on. Okay, move on. Let's <laughs> agree to disagree. We've become good friends here. <laughs> um, oh, God. Yeah, and so, um, by the way, there's other parks for you to hate on. And, yeah, there are a lot of um, terrible parks. No, I, I do, it's weird, though, because I wonder, like, you know, I mean, like, it doesn't, I don't. I don't think the whole group runs fuel, like, the running addiction. Um, I think, really, what they do is they offer opportunities for people to be motivated 
to be out. Yeah. But for those that are always out, mm-hmm. and maybe they realize, oh, the one day I should take a rest today, mm-hmm. that's when I have a hard time. Yeah. Like, I have a hard time when, like, wow, Tuesday's workout was real hard. Mm-hmm. But Wednesday's going to be fun. Look who's there. Right? Oh. But Wednesday, I'm supposed to be sitting But you really butt. just want to go out to Medved because you know, like, Weldon's going to be there. I'm going to be there. Laura's going to be there. Jeff is in town. Jeff's going to be there. And you're like, ah. Oh, and I stupid Lesher has, 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 has a stupid new his fast group. I don't, I don't know. I, I haven't seen him in a couple weeks, but I also haven't uh, been there in a couple whatever, weeks. Whatever, Lesher and his fast He's super fast. Ugh. So fast. But anyways, like, all that stuff... Yeah, it makes you want to go. Or you maybe you want to go and you want to run this new park or whatever. But it's because of the people. Yep, it's not because, like, i got to go get eight more miles in. Some days it oh, works out, right? Yeah. Some days it works out. i got eight miles. That's an eight-mile run. Yep. But the group runs are never, like, training runs. Yeah. You know, no, like, well, I the, the group runs that are training runs are, like, pro- relatively private group runs. They're like, you know, you and I and Laura well, and that, go that's to, when we arrange them. But yeah. But then when you get done with your training run the very next day is your rest day. And then there's for a, someone like me, my rest day is on a Wednesday and um, that's always that lemonade run. Yeah. Or hot chocolate or apple cider or whatever it is at what season yeah. of the year it is. But yeah, no, I So so here's the thing. Um, and this is, this is my hard question, so maybe you'll just answer it for me and I won't have to answer it. Okay. Um, it's nearing the middle of September. It'll be the middle of September soon. Um, we're all done with Twisted Branch. Yep. Team Weldon's all done. Yep. Um, Team Weldon is like, uh, five, uh, five Voltron lions all laying around in the field. Yep. Right? Like, um... We all may do our our little lion training runs or whatever, but um, what what the hell do we do to form Voltron again? Uh, that is the million dollar question. Yeah, um, what do we do? Like, so uh, form feet and legs, form arms and torso, <laughs> and now form the head. What the hell? I uh, you know, I don't know how to answer that question, and I don't know what I mean for. For our small group, like, I honestly don't know. And I'm trying to figure out what I'm supposed to do for myself right now. I'm, yeah, I, I really, thing, I've man. talked with Mike Walden a bunch about how we're really going to focus this uh, winter, this off-season with um, strength training, maybe going to Muscles for Mileage, maybe going to Fit One with Gustavo, maybe I'm, I'm talking about trying to get, um, like, a, a really good um, strength training fitness program. And... You know, if I start doing that, I, I honestly, like Weldon was talking about, like, doing it with me. And at five days a week, we meet and do this stuff so that we hold each other accountable. Because one thing I don't think any of, Laura probably is the exception because she does, like, strength training stuff all the time because she's super awesome and intense. Um, but I, I don't think, I don't know, at least you don't talk about, like, you don't do a full, like, strength training routine. Is maybe we try to have a really tight strength training off season where you know instead of group runs on saturdays it's hey let's go i'll do a fit one class on a saturday or something yeah. i don't know that in my mind that's that's what i want to do this this off season is because i know like core and 
uh, upper body and just general my general fitness beside my running fitness is is not where I want it to be. So that's where where I'm headed. But from a goal fit race wise, um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's 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 confusing, and I think that's something that a lot of runners face at this time of the year. It's like, do you want to try to do like a winter marathon, beast of burden, some or you know, try to do fifty hundred miler? Probably not. Well, you know, not I, all as awesome as Sean. And I think about it. I think that I mean, when we we did not consciously arrive at this whole group thing. Yeah, so and, maybe and, we're going to organically go to something else. Well, and we, you know, we kind of, between, you know, December and January, all came up with this. Um, but I wonder if it's not, I mean, and, and you know, here it is. I, I don't know. I don't know if this is being a homer or not or something. But maybe it is Twisted Range 2016. Yeah, I, it could be. I, I don't know how I can say no to Twisted Range 2016. I, I don't know. I don't either. know how I can. I, I will not force it to be, uh, a, a group thing because it was an individual thing. Yeah. Um, but, um, I think the one thing that we didn't do is exactly what you said. We did not do like. A strength training. I mean, we did do, we all were like, hey, everybody, you know, I'm doing yoga this week. You should yeah. try some yoga because it's pretty good. Yeah. And I some mean, but of then us you, did and some you, of us Then did. you look at someone like uh, like Dan Ostrander, and I use him as an example a lot, at least in like talking to other people about yeah. the power of strength training. Yeah. He went from, a, he was a pretty solid mid-packer, front yeah. of mid-packer to like, he has put on some serious performances this yeah. year. And it's all, you know, it's his diet, it's, it's yeah. strength did, training. He focused on nutrition yeah, he, and he, strength. Yeah, and he just rock star this year. Yeah, and Dan, it's, Dan it's, crushed it's, it. It's, it's, uh, it's inspiring. It's, well, it gives you uh, gives you something to like, hey, you know what? There, there is a formula for improving. Like, Well, and I think there's so, there's so many perf- formulas yeah. for improving. Yeah, and it's, it's like, true. And I think what serendipity was, was five of us picked the same formula. I wonder if we pick the same formula next year. Yeah, you know? who knows? And that's I don't know. what's the weird part, right? Yeah. But if we all pick the same goal, you know, it's a matter of, like, um, learning from each other on the way there. You yeah. know, because... I uh, I certainly the there's not much heavier than twelve ounces that I pick up and put down, you know, and so yeah. strength training would benefit me. Oh, absolutely! I mean, I even um, body body weight strength training would probably yeah. just absolutely. But wreck me. I I hate strength training, and so so I do too because you know why? It's because I'm not that good at it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's it's. I'm not a great runner. I'm I'm a decent runner, but for what I do, I'm good at what I do. I'm able to go out and pound out runs and training and all that stuff, and I'm very comfortable with that. And I'm very uncomfortable with. <laughs> but there, you know, I talk to people that I'm friends with that I, you know, um, I I know that are just are just strength trainers. That's all they do, and they're yeah. like. You know, how do you run? They're like, I would rather do sit in the gym for five hours and do like 
just just strength training. I'm like, I'm the exact opposite. Just let me go run. Go run out in the woods and not have to go lift up some things. But I know in the end, I'm just what so I need. I'm so afraid. I'm so afraid that you are about to talk me into strength training. Well, no, I have. I don't think you've realized it yet. So I, one thing I do want to point out that I really enjoy about this this episode of the podcast, can I talk about this for a second, is that it's been much more of, it, it's been slight, it's been a little bit of an interview, but it's more been just a conversation between us. And I enjoy that. I think it's a great, I, th- I also think that's why it's probably closing in on three hours. I, I aim because, for them all to be conversations, but um, sometimes no, it's, I mean, they're interviews, but I feel like this has been a great conversation. Oh, it's, I'm about to embark on a world that I utterly. Well, so now that I've convinced uh, you to do some strength training with me this off season. Oh, what time uh, is time to go? <laughs> yeah, it's too late. You've already signed up. It's, it's on the record, if you will. Uh, well, um, this will never air. Well, it it it, it uh, probably your recorder's close to dying here. No, these are big batteries. <laughs> oh, it's, uh, my, my, it's just that uh, my my watch conversation would take at least six hours. Um, so, oh, I got to pee again though. Oh man, let's do one more pee and then we'll finish up. Okay. <sighs> do you feel better? Oh my god, immensely. Okay. Um, so, as I organize our army of soldiers here, and I realize that we have no more soldiers. No more soldiers. Um, nope. Yeah, you got a couple. Couple hanging out. Nope. All done. Um. So yeah, you know the um, the fit one. Um, Gustavo does some good I, stuff. I've been talking with, those, with Josh Rossi as well. With those um. Those stair push-ups where, you know, you're oh. doing push-ups. Yeah. On, you know, I mean, he does some... He, he does some great stuff, man. And I know a lot great, of people that... Great is subjective. <laughs> well, I, I did, uh, I did like, Urban Fit for a little bit. Um, that was awesome workout. And, uh, yeah, Fit One. I know a lot of people who do Fit One. And, yeah, like, I mean, Danielle does Fit Danielle, One. And Laura, she crushed the hell out of Spanish, Yeah, I so. mean... Uh, yeah. But, so yeah, I mean, fitness is is uh, all around. Fitness is definitely one of the things I need to work on. Yeah. Um. But I don't enjoy that. No, you I know? think I but think I, I could get to that point. I think what you what you brought up was that's the important thing is I mean it's people, and so if you're going and busting your hump with people, mm-hmm. regardless if it's doing hill repeats at Bristol, or or it's doing some sort of weird stair push-ups. I think that's I think that's what that for me that's the next I mean, step. My my wife does, you know, and and here it is, bridging the gap, but my wife loves CrossFit. Yeah, no. Um right. now I I feel like they don't do enough stuff in that middle zone. Mm-hmm. Um but the high intensity stuff that she does is crazy pants. Yeah. And but CrossFit is a great example of a very similar concept to what we're talking right, about. Exactly, it's that community. It's, you, that's why you're she part goes. of CrossFit blank. You know that. That's the, why she goes. Yeah, whatever one she goes to every Boom day, town or what you know, whatever. Every day that she goes, she's part of CrossFit Ambition, which is Chile. Yeah. Um, every day it's the people, and that's yep. what she says. It's the people. It's the the it's perseverance. The same thing. It's the will. 
And different um, different exercise, the same thing. I, I feel like they they should do a little bit more in that burn zone. But who am I to judge? Um, yeah. Their deal. I mean, they. That's what hooked her. Was yeah. The people, the encouragement, the the participation, the people giving, the people like they finished the workout and they still stay there and hang out. And and I don't know. I mean, she does some weird, um, amazing, like lifting where she's like, I did three hundred and fifty five pounds today. I'm like three hundred and fifty five what? Like, <laughs> I'm like, like thirty five miles. Like, does this translate into, to, like, into miles? Three hundred fifty five minutes. Yeah, I can like, do three hundred fifty five minutes, no problem. But I mean, she is lifting. She is she's rowing thousands and thousands of meters, and things that I'm I I I'm like, uh, 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 no. Mm-hmm. But the people that she does it with and the things that she does, she's all about it. Yep. Um, and so I'm like, well, maybe, you know, like there's something to it. Well, maybe I just got to figure out how to like not have stick arms. Yeah. You know, and that would be something. Not to say you have stick arms. I'm just agreeing with you. No, no, I officially, I mean, there's pictures. (laughs) (laughs) There's, there's photographic evidence. Yeah. Um, so are you going to run it all for the rest of the year? Yes, absolutely. Um, well, I say that assuming I don't have, like, a torn meniscus or something. You don't have anything. I, I, I hope not. Um, you don't have anything. Your knees look fine. I'm, a, I'm not through, a trained... Through my sweatpants, I'm my not, knees... I'm not a trained physician, but they look, um, they look okay. They, they look fine. Um, assuming I'm not injured to the point of needing surgery or something really ridiculous, yes, I'm going to start running, hopefully, within the next week or two. Whoa, hey, you want to go run the Green Monster with me? When's the Green Monster? Oh, October 11th. Uh, how far? Uh, 50K. Uh, probably not, <laughs> but maybe. I don't, wait, October 11th. Uh, I feel like something's going on then. Honestly, I... I it's four weeks. Um, everybody's doing Water Gap the weekend after. Okay. And I can't do Water Gap because um, I'm going to welcome my children into being five years old that oh, weekend. Yeah. And... And they probably don't want to go to Water Gap. Uh, well, you know, I yeah. mean, I don't, I don't think it's fair to challenge them to a fifty k. <laughs> <laughs> like, Happy birthday to you! Your go. cake is all the way down there. <laughs> yeah, good, good luck. Um, congratulations. Um, no, no, I, I, I don't know what I, honestly don't know what's going to happen. No, um, so I mean, that's what's important is like that you, you take stock of where you are. I think. Yeah, no, I, I'm, uh, so I'm going to try to heal up more. That's okay. my goal is right now. Um, that's, that's a good goal. Like, cause I know I could, I could go run right now. Um, but I know that I would start hurting my knees again. Um, so I'm holding off as long as possible, which is really, really hard for me. Um, and then as soon as I'm ready to go, I'm going to start running again. I don't think I'm going to probably start running streak, but who knows? Um, that's not my plan as of right now, but it might become my plan if that's necessary. I, I'm more interested in having like a fitness streak, if you will, like at least doing a 10 minute workout every day, whether that, and it has to be as intense as like being honest with myself. Is that as intense as running one mile? And so is that, is that important? Like that you do something every 
day. Like, yeah, I mean, I think it stems from the fact that I come from being really overweight. It's it's uh, a comfort in knowing that if I do some sort of fit, like doing some sort of fitness every day, is definitely not a bad idea. That's unlike a running streak where it's almost universally said like running streaks are a bad idea from a physical medical standpoint. There's there's not a whole ton of uh, like. There's not a whole ton of chiropractors or, or even runners generally that'll be like, yeah, running streak's great. I don't think there's necessarily something wrong with it. I think if you, if I had done a lot more um, cross training and a lot more strength training, I think I would have been okay. That's something like my friend Brittany who who's on her streak. She does lots of cross training. Um, I think it's bad when you do it in the face of injury. Yeah, I think that's. But I mean, but that's part is, of running though. So the it, problem is 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 part of running is you will be injured at some point in time. Yeah, it's just it's just a thing. But it, that's why I only run four days a week because yeah. I didn't want to deal with that. But that might be is why I'm not as great as runner as I could be. Well, right? like, I, I, I but I, I guess going back to the fact that why I feel like I need some sort of streak or something. Oh, I like agree that, with you. Like, I think it's just it's just a mental. Yeah, it's a it's a really powerful mental tool to yeah. to get me to. You know what? I don't really feel like doing ten minutes of sit ups and push ups and mm-hmm. and planks right now. But like, well, I can either do that or I can go run a mile. Well, so and I agree with you. And and I mean, streak is uh, <coughs> streak is a term, mm-hmm. right? And um, my streak was consecutive four day weeks of running. Yeah, like you uh, know what I mean. Absolutely. And your streak is consecutive days yeah and i think when it comes to fitness training um you know like i did p90x for a little while p90x was six days a week mm-hmm. well i did two months of p90x me and and summer mm-hmm. we both did two months until both of us all of a sudden got like sick yeah like we got the flu we couldn't breathe we couldn't like we're yeah. just our body was exhausted well, maybe it would have been better if we would have had a um, three-day-a-week streak. Mm-hmm. You know, So, I mean, streak is a thing. I think what you're saying is just the same as I said, I need a training plan. It's consistency. It is. And for you, consistency it, was every day. It, it, for me, the con- uh, consistency is easiest when it's every day because yeah. it's, it's a... Uh, when you wake up every day and it's a foregone conclusion that you're going to do something... It's a lot easier than yep. than it being. Well, wait, what day is it? Um, okay, it's yeah. it's Thursday. Yes, I do have to run. Yeah. Like it was every day, and Megan knew, Aiden knew, like everyone knew. It's yeah. it's a thing that I do every yeah. day, and so that that's really powerful um, from a from a uh, do you think mental standpoint? Do you think maybe now it's Something that Megan and Aiden know that it's just a thing you do and it doesn't have to be every day? Um, I don't know. Uh, I, at first, because um, Aiden questioned, you know, Aiden's for it, and he was like, why do you have to go for a run? Because uh, like, the one day I was like sick, and he was like, why do you have to go run? And I was like, because I run every day. And it was really strange that he never really questioned that. It was just, yeah. I have to run every day. And he was like, okay, like... That makes sense, to, to I guess to a four year old he just yeah, accepted well, yeah. it yeah. Well, I mean, but I mean they, they you've had you have four year olds they they're like why 
why? Oh, why? I, I but, love I love the why, and then at some point I'm like, okay, we're done with the why. Yeah, but he but he never really dove into why. He was just like that. Okay, that's a thing that you do every day. You run, um, and he he's really interested in running, which is which is awesome. Um, you know, I don't. I've never really felt like I need to push him towards running because, like, whatever he if he wants to do it, he he can. But um, he just sort of accepted that. And Megan is is okay with this. She thought she thinks I'm crazy, or thought I was crazy. She still thinks I'm crazy. I'm sure, yeah. um, for various reasons. Um, but the running streak is just some. You know, when I have when I'm really sick or I'm injured and I'm just going out and running. Um, I know there's there's definitely been times where the streak has been bad for my health, like where I've been sick and I ran through it. But there's other times where I normally wouldn't have run and I ran through it and I felt way better because of it. Um, but I, I do think that it it's a it's a strange concept. It it's it's almost like a crutch. It's it's weird to think that doing something really healthy every day and making a streak is a crutch, but in, in some ways it's it's to me it's mentally easier to do that than it is to do it four times a week because right. I can I have a crutch to, to go on that every day this has you to happen. To. There's no excuse. There's no excuse. And so now that I don't have that I, I easily, so that's the other part that I start to question is I easily could have been like, well, if you're not running, you need to do 200 sit-ups every day and that's it. That Like, even though sit-ups aren't that great of a, a workout, I, uh, they're not really no, great for, you, but, but you understand the principle yeah. of what I'm saying. I could have chose something else to, to force to do a streak on, to continue the streak of something else, but instead I was like, hey, why don't I just take a break here? So that's, that's the part that eats at me a little bit is... Did I go the easy route of not picking something else to continue a streak on, even if it wasn't running, so that I would at least have something to focus on? And that's kind of why I feel so lost at the moment. I feel lost because I don't have a streak, and I know that there's other things I could have done that I'm not in, too injured to do. I'm just choosing not to because they take effort. And so that's where it comes back to, you know, maybe I should have... I should have chose something else, and and that's why I'm trying to find something else right now. And I really want other people to to hey. join in with me all so right. that we can we can all do that together. Well, let me suggest that you start a streak of pool running. Oh God, no! That's that's the worst <laughs> idea. Pool running's the worst. I, no, I, why don't it takes effort? It it does. <laughs> if I had if I had a pool, an indoor pool, I would consider that. Uh, I do not have. Uh, I coward, was, coward. Yes. If I had a pool in general, because yeah. I, I, that's the beautiful thing about running. Don't talk about having a pool. But that's the beautiful thing about running is you don't need it. You just need a pair of shoes. And yeah. even then, if you didn't, you could run in a basement. Like, yeah. running is, is really great. And that's why pool run pool running is, is bad for the fact that you need a pool that's <laughs> deep enough. You can't even use just a regular pool. And pool running is also the most boring thing possible. Oh, my God. It... I can't imagine a more boring... Like, if there was a sport of pool running, it would be the worst sport. Like, could you imagine just tuning into, like, ESPN 8, the Ocho, and, like, watching people just run in place in a pool for, like, four hours? people have to drown in order to lose. <laughs> like, that would be the worst thing ever. Oh, um, and Uruguay is getting resuscitated. <laughs> Looks like he's out. He's ran at least two hours in place. <laughs> well, if you ever wanted to know what Matt and I talk about when we don't think anyone's listening, 
there you go. That is a um, unfiltered, unrehearsed, deep, dark look into the back folds of our brains. Um, it was so much fun, honestly. Like, there were points um, that I just, you know, it, yeah, that's it. It was it was a good old conversation. That's um, that's really what I enjoy. Um, and the the cool thing is that you can have those conversations with Matt all the time, not just on the podcast. So if you see him out on the trail, you know, say hi. Uh, just make sure you're not going for a time goal because you're probably going to want to spend some uh, time with him chatting. Uh, he's he's as engaging as he sounds. Uh, it was really a great honor to honor. It was it was an honor, a privilege. It was a fantastic uh, fantastic voyage through um, I don't know Sunday night with Matt. So um, hope you enjoyed it as much as I did and as much as Matt did. If you made it this far, uh, thank you for spending the time with us. And right now I'm going to go through the uh, show wrap-up because we don't have a second guest for this one, oddly enough. Um, so with that, thank you for listening, and uh, thanks for sharing this with your friends. Word of mouth, the greatest uh, currency on the market, so thank you so much. Um, feel free to like us on Facebook if you found this show and you don't like the Facebook page already, you can just first search for it at uh, Running Inside Out. Feel free to rate the show on iTunes. Feel free to use the feedback form on runninginsideoutpodcast.com. And uh, while you're out on the website, you can find the show notes for this episode that contain all of the relevant links to things that Matt and I talked about. It may have been a bit meandering conversation, but there were some things that maybe you want to go read about later. Uh, also, you can sign up for the newsletter, which will mail show notes directly into your inbox as soon as the show is released. And uh, those are all the administrative things. So with that, uh, I'm going to encourage you to get out and run and create some new stories so you can come and share those on this podcast. Um, so... Uh, hope to have you listening for the next episode. Uh, and with that, be thankful for what you've been given. Be proud of what you've achieved and let go of what you've lost. See you out there.